Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, second season, our newest podcast ever. And here's the news. John and I are a couple sweet talking podcast hosts. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. Woo. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, last week ruled. <laughs> it's true. We yeah. talked to um, our new best friend. Yes. Reese Roper. And. I imagine if you're listening to this episode right now, you've already listened to that app and we would like to get your thoughts and feedback. Uh, if this were the MXPX podcast, I would have said thoughts and ideas, <laughs> thoughts and ideas yes. but you know, I'm, I'm trying to move, I'm trying to move into some, into more <laughs> five iron puns, but I can't unwrap. You can't, no. unri- you can't unring that bell, John. They're just in there. They're in there forever. Um, yeah, we want to get some more feedback, some more thoughts, some thoughtful thoughts, if you will, on the app. We've had a bunch of people reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people being like, uh, dudes, that is, those lyrics are fire. Those lyrics, though. Those lyrics, though. Yeah. Super, super psyched about it. Yeah. Same here. Um, yeah. Whenever, whenever the world stops being on fire, mm. maybe we will get that album and get yeah. those lyrics in music form. Well, every day is a nightmare and we live in hell, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I am in a good mood. And hey, hey, is this, a, is, this, is this an episode of Joy Boys? Yeah, I think it might be. I think it's an episode of Joy Boys. Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. All right, John, so tell me, tell me what you're... What you're joyful about right now? What's why? Why are you in such a good mood? Honestly, I was just gonna give uh, kind of a one one off on that answer right now, but I mean, the answer is that this album rules. Yeah, this is a pretty great album. I'm yeah. I'm very curious to get into it with you. I yeah. texted you for the first time about this album, which I've been I've heard bits and pieces of, but held off on listening to in depth until this week. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, this album is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty excited to get into it. Well, you know, I have there's there's a lot of it's it it's a long album. Um, yeah. and, and there are some things that I will critique on it that don't necessarily sure. have something that they don't always necessarily have anything to do with the songwriting because I feel like a lot of the songwriting on this is very strong. And, uh, but I think we are getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. It's but, true. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the general theme, you know, I've been enjoying my night walks <laughs> and yeah. listening to music alone in my backyard uh, I was I was listening to this album this week on some night walks and, and in my yard alone, drinking scotch and looking up at the stars, and I, I had a great time. I was uh, Pogoing alone <laughs> to some jams. Uh, so anyway, that's what brought me joy this week. 
You son of a bitch. You are you are emo and don't you ever, don't you <laughs> this, ever deny it again. This, this might be my drinking but, drinking yeah. by yourself at night looking at the stars. <laughs> Quarantine is everyone's peak emo time, <laughs> I think. Um, accurate, accurate. What is bringing you some joy? joy well. Boy? Oh yeah. Oh man. So this is another hashtag Meg beer. Hey, um, our girl Meg sent Meg us from Monterey. Thank Meg, you. yeah, she sent us those uh, Alvarado Street uh, Brewery beers, and yeah. this this week I'm drinking the Single Cone West Coast IPA. Hey, I'm drinking the same thing. Oh shit! Crack that open, John. <laughs> oh yeah, there. We go. Ah, there you go. That's it is. It's got a, a hop leaf, a hop a little, a little hop cone on the front. Uh huh. With some lines pointing to the different parts of it that say citrusy, <laughs> dank, tropical, rad burp glands. These get guys, those. these guys are on our wavelength. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like that she connected us with them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's seven percent. Um, so I'm I'm interested in, in tropical and dank. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're all kind of the IPAs she sent us from them have all been kind of mm. tropical vibe. Mm-hmm. I like some, it. Some, uh, some what kind of tropical notes you got going in there? The huge. <laughs> got some. Um, I don't know. We got some. Either something like a little pineapple or yeah, I was gonna say uh, a little mangoey, something like that. Um, Dank AF. Yeah, it's. Have you? I forget the name of the. It's. It's a brewery in the, the Twin Cities. I think it's. In I think it's Insight. They do they do a beer called Dankbot. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know those a lot of those dank IPAs. It's just it just tastes like you're <laughs> just drinking straight straight weed. It's just yeah. so <laughs> so resinous and yeah. but they're but they're good. Um, so this is bringing me joy. But I also uh, you know today uh, I I you know, I was. T- poloing with a friend and they asked me how I was doing and I said I'm actually feeling pretty good today good. which is a phrase I have not really said in a long time I think yeah. I've mostly people ask me how I am and I'm mostly like okay fine right you know, but like I'm actually feeling pretty good I think also I'm I'm feeling excited for the weather we're about to have tomorrow Mm. it's going to be a beautiful day and i'm going to have a little uh fire pit hang with my um landlord and buddy justin nice he's it's going to be socially distant guys everybody relax (laughs) uh so we so we're just going to hang and drink our respective beverages and that's nice. Yeah, you know, we yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long time because he was stuck in Michigan for like over a month mm. because he went to visit his parents and then all the lockdown ha- stuff happened and he was just sheltering in place and I was here by myself and that's when you know <laughs> everything became a literal nightmare. So right, yeah. How long did you say it's been since you've seen him? Um well we've we've Would you say it's been a while or I would say um, if I were to put it into terms of 
I think okay okay yeah it has been a while and sorry 10 comedy points thank you uh yeah <laughs> you know what but you know else is bringing me joy is um my unrestrained purchasing of vinyl lately <laughs> i've i have not i have not really you know it's it's like i it's it's like i feel like during quarantine i we're all trying to find things that make us happy and like comfort us whether it's comfort food or you know having having beers or you know just maybe unhealthy purchasing from you know online stores you know that's (laughs) i've all of these things i have been doing like the uh magnified pod store envy shop Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna just go over to mag, magnifiedpod.storeenv.com uh, and pick up some merch, hey. get some, get a, get a coffee mug over here. Yeah. You trying to, you trying to get a, trying to drink some, uh, drink some beverages over here. <laughs> All this. <laughs> well done. So what was I saying? Vinyl. Vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. I've just been purchasing. Uh, maybe too much vinyl. Hmm. Uh, but I have also been, you know, I've been uh sending you some of the the stuff that I've been yeah snagging, and I don't know. You've been co-signing, yeah. You've been co-signing those purchases for sure. I got um. I also did pick up some some. I got that that early. Miniature Golf Courses of America, Five Iron Frenzy, Seven Inch. Hey, Um, got that uh, on the other end of that. I got that Justin Timberlake Justified LP. Yeah, good album. Um, That Bright Eyes Lifted or the Stories in the Soil record. When you sent me the text of that, I went and listened to the whole album, which I haven't done in probably 15 years. And I yeah. know every second of it, and mm-hmm. it still rules. Yeah, it's a great fucking record. Yeah. And also, I've been purchasing a lot of Bad Religion after our conversation with Leonor. It's yeah. like, why don't I own... I'm like, I've, I love Bad Religion so much, and I haven't, for, for whatever reason, purchased um, many of their records on vinyl. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right generator purchased cool. i uh, uh, stranger than fiction purchased uh, christmas album christmas album i have the christmas album all right perfect uh empire strikes first purchased cool. so i was just like yeah i just started sagging those and also my latest one today t swift 1989 hey that's hey. a good album it's a it's a banger so yeah i i should probably pump the brakes but <laughs> that thought did occur to me when you sent me multiple <laughs> vinyl pictures. I was like, I mean, if you've got the vinyl budget, you know, go for it. And, and that, uh, that, that Kevin Max Romeo drive. I also of course. friend of uh, friend, friend of the friend of the pod, <laughs> future, future friend of the pod. <laughs> yes. FFP. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's, that's, that's bringing me, bringing me the joy these days. Good. It's a good list. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, uh, dear Magpod listener, what is bringing you joy? Hmm. Um, tell what, us. Tell us. Send in your your joyful um, experiences. Make a joyful like noise <laughs> and shout it to us. Shout, shout to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what. If if you have uh, joy, boy. Uh, uh, content to send to us to be part of this segment we're going to call it shout to the pod <laughs> special mini segment yeah uh, it's it's a it's a sub segment of joy voice <laughs> that's right it's like a spin-off of a segment <laughs> i don't know yeah um, when joy boy itself was a spur of the moment <laughs> right <you know>? exactly <laughs> yeah so this is you know. this is this is how this is how this is how magic happens. This is lightning yeah. in a bottle. Exactly. When creativity so, strikes, you don't question it. You just yeah. yes and yeah. So uh, shout to the pod. Let us know what's bringing you joy. <laughs> uh, another thing that's bringing me joy that I just uh, thought of is yep. the new MXPX song. Oh shit! Um, this week they released a single and video for Worries. Mm-hmm. Um, video directed by our dude. Brian Bouchelt. Yeah. Crushing that uh, remote uh, directing. <laughs> yeah, with a bunch of, I thought it was like a lot of uh, cell phone video, mostly cell phone video. Yeah, I assume he gave them instructions on gear and how to set it up and all that. Um, but I feel yeah, like Mike, pretty- Mike, I thought I saw Mike say something about that he was borrowing. Ah. Uh, Holly's cell phone or something because sure. I felt like there's a time when it looked like he was holding a selfie stick. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Yeah. Um but yeah the song itself is a great riff in it. It's a, um, it's, it's a it's a fast banger. It is, yeah. It's kind of that classic like Tom uh guitar riff sort of OG yeah. style. Uh it's got yep. your girl Emily Whitehurst on those backup vocals. Uh, <laughs> I know that makes you happy. So She makes she makes me happy. She she has the voice of a goddamn angel. That is <laughs> that's true. That is my official statement on this on the situation. Um, more of her on everything. Thank yeah. you. I wanted to, to shout our dudes out though. Yep. Um, I also wanted to shout out our dude uh, Robert Gay, who gets mentioned uh, most weeks these days, but <laughs> he's sending in that solid content. That he um, is. I wanted to shout him out for a couple reasons. Number one, he was asking us um, our thoughts on Rick and Morty. I am a huge fan. You have not deep dive uh, checked it out, but I, have I do not. think there's a lot in it that you would appreciate. I mean, it's an extended riff on uh, Doc and Marty. Right. The future. Sure. Which it seems like it would be right up my alley. Yes. Um, in the episodes I've seen is that it's very surreal and yes. kind of, I don't know. I don't know. How would you, how would you describe it? It's, it's, I mean, they get, there's a lot of like philosophy. It's a lot about kind of like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, they're not ex- afraid to explore like very <laughs> complex ideas, but it's also got like a lot of dumb humor in it too. Um, right. And the kind of like fan base around it is sort of uh, toxic and not great. <laughs> so there's yeah. like elements of it that are, are not so cool. But I think the, there's a lot to sort of chew on in the, in the storytelling himself, including the reason he was asking us about it was the season premiere. Right. Uh, <laughs> had this element of uh, like sort of Christian uh, content, like right. Christian themed yeah. pop culture 
coming in as like a deus ex machina in the story and <laughs> Jesus shows up and it's really something. So Well, it was, yeah, it was, it's a very bizarre episode. <laughs> yeah. it, it, but um, Jesus shows up at, at some point and, and uh, Rick was using that as a way of derailing the story to make the, <laughs> To make the story not interesting and to make it unmarketable. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you guys would never do this. I don't understand. It's like, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah, it's like marketability starts going down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, the like, VeggieTales show up. VeggieTales show shows up. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I thought it was and, pretty fun. And, and Jesus is like ripped. <laughs> He's cut. Yeah. He's like has like an eight pack. <laughs> oh man, it's pretty great. So shout out to that. Also shout out to Robert because. Uh, little did I know he is the Christmas shoes kid. He sings the solo, the child solo in the song Christmas shoes, uh, the much, uh, <laughs> maligned and parodied and celebrated, uh, it's, modern it, Christmas it ha- classic. It Christmas has, shoes. it has its fair share of people who love it and, and its fair share of detractors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, Pat and Oswalt famously. You yes, know. yes. Uh, yeah. Rob Lowe movie adaptation, as we discussed <laughs> off mic. Yeah, um, but yeah, we may or may not eventually put out a Christmas episode <laughs> featuring Rabbit, Rabbit, Robert talking about <laughs> our boy, Christmas shoes. Our boy, our boy, Ribbit. Um, <laughs> Robert the Ribbit. Yep. So we're we're one hundred percent doing a Christmas episode with Robert. Uh, yeah, we. We need to find out. Like, is our boy uh, Robbie G? Are we are we? Is this? Does he go by Robert? Does he go by Rob? Does he go by Robbie? Is he? Is he like our boy Rob Lowe? Maybe that's. Hmm. Maybe that's. Maybe that's. I don't know. We don't want to get the the Robs confused. It's true. Too many Robs. Too many um, Robs. <laughs> one uh, person who's not a Rob is uh, somebody who left us a review this week. Oh yeah. We encourage you to leave a rating, five stars, please, Mm -hmm. and a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out. And this week, uh, we got one. Yes, Jared Cramblett sent us a review this week. (laughs) That's pretty great. And the subject is a perfectly serviceable podcast, (laughs) which is kind of a deep cut. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that is. It is pretty – It's was that – that was a – no, that was early, early on this season. Pretty early on in this season, but yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, another, <laughs> another, another example of me being bus tossed this week. <laughs> it's true, but five stars. Uh, <laughs> he says, "If you're searching for an adequate podcast featuring two satisfactory white dudes discussing one of the most notoriously tolerable ska bands, comprised of acceptable musicians who pen some sufficient lyrics, then boy, girl, do we have the show for you." The only reason I rate five stars is because I'm an arguably kind human. In all seriousness, this podcast is outstanding. Andrew and John dive deep, not only on Five Iron, but provide thoughtful and nuanced conversation on religion, social issues, pop culture, and even some historical references when painting a picture to set up the album of discussion. I discovered this podcast at the beginning of quarantine when my profession, 
artist booking agent, became impossible to perform, and I immediately began binging every episode. I also decided to take on four home improvement projects, and it's been such an entertaining and almost therapeutic means to revisiting what was a huge part of my adolescence being raised in a similar fashion to both Andrew and John, while also giving, giving me something to listen to while remodeling a kitchen. Even if you weren't a Five Iron super fan, this podcast is a must-listen. I'll probably backtrack and hit the MXPX season once I complete season two. Keep up the good work, dudes. Magpod for life, or at least the rest of the day. Jared Cramblett, Dustin, Florida, Earth. Uh, thank you, dude. That is yes. a very nice review. We love to hear it. Well um, done. We are uh, two mediocre white dudes, in <laughs> fact. Right. Not uncommon in podcasting. <laughs> nope. Um, but uh, no. Yeah, it's if, really- you are, if you are looking for another podcast by a couple white guys in their 30s, <laughs> yeah, this I know it's it, to be. I know it's hard to find. Right. Uh, But I always love hearing folks, you know, resonating with our experience and like talking about how it's gotten them through projects or whatever they're working on and kind of spending time with us in that way. And I really, it always warms my podcasting heart. Yes. Um, So thanks a lot, buddy. Please send your reviews in and I will read them on the pod. Yes, please do. I think, John, that we need to Hit up some voicemails. Some voicemails over here? There's some voicemails over here. Are you leaving a trying to leave a voicemail over here? Leave a voicemail? Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to communicate with us in a <laughs> in a vocal fashion over here? Keeping it to three minutes in length or less over here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Google Voice uh, does limit for those who are new to the pod. You are discovering discovering that. All right, so we we've got quite a backlog of of voicemails. So let's start with uh, first time, short time, mm. uh, Megan or Meg rather, yes. uh, who left us. She went through kind of a little bit of an ordeal. Hey guys, this is my third time attempting to leave a voicemail. I have left two uh, other awkward voicemails. One ended up on Andrew's phone because that is what you had on your Instagram account um, apparently for a while there. So I thought I was calling the right number, but I was not. And the second one, I, I don't even remember what I said in the other voicemail. But hours later realized I never even said who I was. Um, <laughs> so I'm awesome at this apparently. Uh my name is Megan. I'm from Monterey, California, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It's been really rad to listen to you guys go through every Five Iron album. Never really uh, thought it was possible to hear someone else or two other people talk as in detail about every Five Iron song ever as um, as I could. Uh, oh, <laughs> so it's been awesome. Thank you guys for what you're doing. And uh, I'm really awkward at this, but I did want to give you guys um, a call and say thanks so much for what you're doing. So. All right. Talk to you sometime. Bye. You know, you're not giving yourself enough credit, Megan. That we've gotten much more uh, awkward voicemails than that. That was well, perfectly serviceable. <laughs> well, I need we need to give Megan uh some a significant heaping dose of grace because uh for whatever I don't know what happened, John, but I I discovered this specifically because I was getting a call and I didn't answer the first one, but the, the second time I picked up and it was Megan trying to leave a voicemail. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Oh, Hey, are you trying to get, and I was, I was kind of confused, but then 
she said that she had gotten the number from you know from our instagram or whatever and evidently for almost two years my <laughs> personal cell phone has been the contact information where even is that oh contact yeah <laughs> i feel like i've never noticed that exactly which is why <laughs> but my personal cell phone was the contact information for Amazing. about for about two years and and i and she's like and no one ever and i was like no. <laughs> first time <laughs> it's come up first time it has ever been brought to my attention that's pretty surprising yeah it is uh but i think it's i don't know we we blast the voicemail number all the time and and i don't know and also for a long time we were doing the you know the question of the weeks that we have right you know you get back on that gotta get back on that <laughs> but uh you know so megan thank you for the support and for the call and and for that beer and for that beer <laughs> thank you Megan. We, we promise uh that you know if if there's anybody who's left any more awkward voicemails i mean we've had danny stairs calling from what sounds like inside of a tunnel all the time <laughs> so yeah. so you are good yeah all right let's let's go to casey andrew john dude i know you don't know who i am <laughs> my name is casey shock i left a bunch of comments on all your five iron things talking about um top threes on instagram but anyway i found out about you guys about three weeks ago and I normally work in film as a first AC or focus puller, 12-hour days, long, no spare time. And uh, the quarantine is, you know, shut down the film industry, so I've had to find a side hustle. So I'm doing food deliveries again, so I have all kinds of time to listen to stuff. I'm normally not a podcast guy, but, like, I found out on a Five Irons Facebook about you guys. They're like, if you guys got a lot of free time, free time, they're like, and then uh, you, like, throw analysis, you guys have been really good. I'm like, that's awesome, because it's so hard to find people talking about five iron these days. Like, it's basically this ancient relic known to history, except for engine, which I can go on about, but you guys haven't gotten to that yet, so I'll leave that for later. But anyway, um, it's been awesome. So, like, you know, I didn't know who you guys were, so I was like, okay, I'll go to the album discussions. So I went to, um, let's see, Quantity first, then I did Boogaloo, then Hype. And I was like, you know what, these guys are really entertaining. So I went back to the beginning of second season, and <laughs> I started on upbeats and beatdowns from scratch, listen to the entire thing and then i've listened to everything all cut up all 16 episodes up to the point you are now and i'm like this is great so like i feel like i know you guys really well at this point even though this is you've only known me for about one minute and 40 seconds based <laughs> on how long i've been talking but um anyway <laughs> it's, it's really cool too because i was a youth group kid growing up and but when you guys are talking about like christian bookstores and finding albums that way that's basically how i found all my albums and like uh probably more mid early 2000s um and i was cracking up when you're talking about them being overpriced because me and my brother used to always say that we're like gotta pay like 25 bucks for an album here <laughs> but like oh man so many great things like reliant k five iron uh, i was really into supertones but then i really uh transitioned more to metalcore shout out to you andrew i hear you're into that i was in a actually, right. i heard you guys are both bass players too I played bass in a metalcore band for years, and it was so fun. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to start rambling at this point, but much love to you guys. Love the podcast. Going to totally keep listening. I'll chime in in the future. But, uh, yeah, Magpop for life. What up, Casey? Yes. yes. Look, dude. Casey 
let let me just say that this is the exact reason we encourage people to kind of just go listen to the entire episode. There are people who are like, why am I going to listen to these guys? Who cares? Let's get to the music. But I think what it does is that it, it makes our community tighter. We get to know each other. We are connected by our shared experiences, our shared stories. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build a community of people who like he talks about like five iron being sort of an ancient relic, but like this, these experiences in youth group and in this Christian alternative scene that is sort of non-existent now, but we all have these deep connections and experiences and emotions together. But we, 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 we shared this time together apart, but you know, like I, I feel like that's part of storytelling is, is sharing and remembering and the memory of those times. It's important. And it, it brings us all closer together. So totally. Yeah, I want to shout out that Casey, we read his uh, review of the pod a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, when he said, this mag is podtacular. <laughs> Gave us a great review. Also, I, yeah, I uh, started following him back on Instagram because I am fascinated by his career. And when um, me and Danny and Jess from Sadie Hawkins Pod form our spinoff uh, movie pod, uh, we'll, we'll get him on that one and, and talk more about the film industry. But I am really... Wow, uh, wow. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say this fucking, is going to stop. Fucking rude. <laughs> it's just a spinoff. Okay. It's like, All right. uh, it's like shout to the pod. It's just kind of, you know, <laughs> we're still doing our main thing. It's just another thing. All right. Okay. So, so me, me and Meg and Danny stairs and Nick Polk will start or we'll start, we'll start our own podcast. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to come on the movie pod. I just, Oh, I thank know. you. That's so generous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, this is over. <laughs> I am done. Um, no, I, yeah, no, I'm fascinated by uh, by your work, Casey. Let's let's talk movies sometime without this fucking guy around. Oh my god. Hey, Casey, if if you need a DVD, John's got one for you. <laughs> it's true. Oh man, so many. Yeah, I was I was talking to I was talking to Jason earlier today, and he made some some comment uh, some movie comments reference and I'm like and he's like he's like this is more of a comment for john and i'm like yeah he's probably got it on dvd for you so i mean I unless it's like back to the future you'll you'll have which you'll have more than me to say about um i can, I can probably talk dvds with you <laughs> yeah all right uh speaking speaking of nikki p hey Okay, Pasta Joy Boys, it's your boy Nikki P, uh, calling back uh, from two episodes ago, uh, the break in Saturn, um, mentioning Robert Gay, uh, a.k.a. Bobby G. Uh, we are friends on the socials, on the Twitter and the Instagrams. So, Robert, once this quarantine's over, we're in Nashville. Let's hang out, dude. Get some coffee. A beer, I don't know. Whatever. We'll make it happen. Um, also, if you guys are not on Reddit, I just wanted to inform you that, uh, on the MXPX Reddit, there is a Discord invite. So there's an MXPX Discord. So if you haven't had enough MXPX content, I mean, obviously, uh, you can't get better than Magnified Pod, Magnified Nation, obviously. But if you want some more, a little supplement, a little here and there, 
the Discord server is open, and you can find the invite on Reddit. Super cool. Um, I'm going to finish listening to the Sadie Hawkins pod crossover um, and hopefully call back. Uh, anyway, miss you guys. Hope you're doing well. Many smooches. Magpie pod for life. Peace. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So Magpod bringing people together. That's right. Our boy Nikki P, Bobby G, uh, best of friends in Cashville. That's right. Someday when all this is over, we'll make it. We'll make it to Cashville and have like a a Magpod yeah. Nashville meetup or something. Because I've always wanted to go there and I've never been there. I'm sure you have been there, but yeah, I have family in Tennessee, so right. I've been going to Tennessee my entire life. I think we've talked about this. Um, so speaking of Sadie Hawkins pod, mm. uh, I've been getting bus tossed all week really? <laughs> by, <laughs> by people for so, talking Matt Teeson with her. Yeah. Well, yeah, interview. Danny, Danny Leary put me on blast. I sure did. <laughs> first of all, uh, <laughs> but he also put us both on blast for, you know, giving him shit for downloading, like just making some joke about Napster and then, and then saying like, Oh, we're totally fine. We're totally like giving him shit for downloading something off Napster. But then when Reese said that he got the unreleased version of bleed American by Jimmy world, we're like, Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) So so he's like bus tossing us both there, but Hey, I stand, I stand by my Matt Thiessen takes. (laughs) But then also people were making somebody else was like uh, making fun of me that I always seem to forget Sadie Hawkins pod. I always, for whatever reason, I can't, (laughs) whenever I try and remember the name of the podcast, it's like, why can I not remember for whatever reason? I don't know why it like fails to. And then you're the one who's like Sadie Hawkins pod. That's that's the name of the podcast. Does that, I, does that make me sound like a dick? I don't know. No, it makes me sound like uh, an ungrateful <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I got nothing to add to that except, um, you know, Nikki P mentioned Discord. I'm so old. I don't even, I barely even know what that is. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's, yeah. There. So I, so there are, it's, I feel like it's almost kind of like a. Is this going like, to make us both sound old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe so. I feel like it's sort of like almost like a message board. Okay. Uh, where you can maybe do some live chatting over there ah, too. Okay. Um, which is different from Twitch where you can do like streams and stuff. We're, we're both 90 years old. <laughs> Is that where I send my snaps? <laughs> yeah. What about what... my TikToks? <laughs> yeah, that's read... where. You... That's <laughs> yeah. John, John and I are both on TikTok. Our dance moves are flawless. <laughs> we should come up with some great five iron uh, dance routines. Um, I every like... single dance routine would just be us skanking to a different to a different <laughs> five iron song. I read some like headline or something this week that all these people were posting about, and it was all about this person whose name I don't remember now. But it was somebody who everybody like obviously recognized, like, oh, this person. I was like, who is this? So I Googled them and the result was like TikTok star, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, the phrase TikTok star makes me feel a hundred years old. <laughs> like I am so far out of the loop that I 
Yeah, certainly I'm not aware of the TikTok star. So anyway, yeah. perhaps yeah. we'll we'll check out that Discord and get on it and be like, hello, fellow kids. How are you today? <laughs> yeah, we we are all, we're both Steve Buscemi. Walk, yeah. I was trying walk, to think of what the exact line is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's fellow you youths. do, fellow teenagers or something? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. With his music band shirt. <laughs> and two skateboards <laughs> over his shoulders. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it me. Yeah, so I feel like the whole TikTok thing is the way the generation older than us felt about like when people were becoming YouTube stars. They're like, uh-huh. YouTube, that's not a legitimate platform. And and now I'm like, I watch so many different original programs. Programs. Sure. I feel. God damn it. <laughs> I am. You can't say programs and defend yourself as somebody who's in touch with. <laughs> oh my god! I'm. I'm just gonna go get a Werther's original and go to bed. If I don't um, see my YouTube programs <laughs> before bed, I get anxious. Yeah. Uh, my my pictures. Um, oh man. Yeah, like I watch a lot of series on on YouTube, and I have for a long time. But now, like TikTok, just seems like. <laughs> you have a short attention span i mean it's i just don't i don't know i i, I don't we're know old. we're yeah. old yeah before we we alienate anybody else um at least we're not like all those other old guys on discord <laughs> hey, 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 hey oh <laughs> we have like well, a that's... thousand more i'm seeing a lot here <laughs> yeah mr jordan mr andrew what's up guys Casey shock sort of new time listener and right here, I got myself a ham. No, I'm kidding. I wish it was a ham. Just, uh, uh, it's some weird energy drink to take a shot on. It kind of tastes like children's pulse device. <laughs> so, never mind. That joke didn't work. But um, I just finished listening to Reliant K and Five Iron Podcast for the second time, actually, because I listened to your half and I listened to their half. And I was like, oh, it's the same segment, but I'm like, it makes sense. I don't care. Like, you guys are super entertaining, and you're like my new favorite thing to listen to. So uh, I look forward on. to it every week guy. now. And it was like especially cool for me because I was actually a much bigger Reliant K fan for years than I was Five Iron. Fascinating. Especially uh, during the Two Left era, and mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, is still one of my favorite albums of all time. So that's uh, that one really hits me back when I was in high school growing up. I'm 29, so I'm kind of a little further back than you guys are in terms of, uh, like, when these albums hit me in school. But, uh, yeah, I remember, like, skating with my brother, like, making skateboard music videos, and I was cutting which to bury under the hatchet to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this song would go great with a skate video. And then we'd also do other things, like, uh, take out random five iron, like, far side and cut stuff like that to it. So it was super fun. Speaking of which, I'm like, I just got a uh, vinyl of Electric Boogaloo and Quantity's Job 1 off of, uh, I think it's SMLXL. Never heard of these guys to see if any good. I was checking out Unoriginal Vinyl, though, since you guys are always talking about them. And I saw he's got all the O Sleeper albums. And being yep. a metalcore dude, I love O Sleeper. And Son of the Morning is one of my favorite concept albums ever. So this whole Great St. Saturday concept album mood, I'm in. I'm like, I kind of want to go pick it up. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, dudes, I'm excited to keep listening to these. It's like one of my new favorite things to do and while I'm out doing food deliveries during this quarantine. And uh, yeah, mag pods for life, of course. 
<laughs> that boy Casey, that boy Casey Shock. I love this dude. I he love just, this dude too. Casey sounds like he's having a great time. And Casey, I, I want to have a great time with him. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what he sounds like? He <laughs> he has the voice that sounds like he's always smiling. Yes, a hundred percent. Right, right. Yes, he's. Yeah. You know, it's it's. He just sounds. He's so he's so psyched about life. <laughs> I love it. I love that we're part yeah. of what's making him psyched. Also, yeah. please send in your metalcore band's music or tell us where we can find it. One hundred percent. Come on. I mean, we we will we we play. Yes, we we've, we've talked about uh, our <laughs> let's start our bass player band. <laughs> Yeah, de- we're, let's, let's be Death from Above 1979, except yeah. for drum and bass. It's just bass, bass, <laughs> All bass. bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so we've played our boy David Robledo's uh, ska band on here. Let's get some, let's get some metalcore. I want to I hear someone's metalcore band. Hell yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. Uh, our boy Robbie G over here? Magpod for life. Robert Gay here. Um, been listening. Took a little bit of time off. Music stuff. Did the whole Mother's Day thing. Socially distant. Um, but as I've listened, I've had a couple things, and I wrote some notes down so I could put them all in one phone call. So I talked a little bit about the Roper. Uh, Danny Stairs, take note. For show, um, that pair more opened, and that was really cool. Um, I've also seen some other interesting performances. Um, I saw Reese and Leonor do their poetry and music, like acoustic tour. Oh, it stopped cool. at Rocket Town, which uh, hey. is kind of a great St. Pattern reference. Is a venue here in Nashville that's owned and started by oh. Michael W. Smith, of course. Oh, we know. Oh, we know. Uh, Rob, uh, Robbie G, you have to go back and listen to our Pods or Pods Forever episode. Trust yes. me. We get down. We get down with Smitty. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool set. Um, I also have seen MXPX and Fiber and Frenzy at that same venue. So it's fun. I saw Brayton at Nick Cornerstone. Oh wow! I don't remember that much. I remember some drum machine involvement, but also Andy on drums, some full band kind of stuff, but at times some like tracks. Um, remember. I think Reese actually was signing like one or two autographs afterward, which was super, super rare. Uh, I don't think I got any, um, but I'll go through my stuff when I get back to my parents' house, which is under lockdown right now, for me at least. Uh, I did see MXPX and uh, Page of the Lion and Amberlynn and Unwed Sailor at Cornerstone 2002 as well. Yeah. It was super rad. Uh, and Yellow Second. I've seen them a few times. They're oh, super, super great. Um, oh, so Duncan Apple. He lives here in Nashville, and I know him a little bit. Um, I reached out as a fan a couple of years ago, and at that time I was a little more conservative. And as I've progressed, I feel like we're on a fairly similar page politically. I just started taking the piss out of a lot of stuff. Doug would write on Facebook, and we got into these arguments, and I think it was like the summer of 2017 was the last time we really talked, and we just kind of got a little heated, but it was like, hey, let me take you out for fish and chips and a beer, and let's talk about this in person instead of having a war on Facebook. And, um, we don't agree on everything, but I appreciated that he wanted to do things that way. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's the battle I got to share. Magpod for life. 
uh, enjoy the cover. I, I did a little thing with, uh, um, what's the title? Building, <laughs> building, building Tumble. tumble. Which only makes yeah. you think of Tumble Down. Anyway, <laughs> Magpad for Life. Bye. Thanks, buddy. That's... I appreciate any time somebody says Magpad for Life three times in their voicemail. <laughs> Are we gonna um, have to? We gonna have to change the expectations? Did Robbie G just? Oh. He raised the bar. <laughs> he raised the bar. All right, everybody. Uh, minimum three magpods. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fascinating about Doug Tenable. He yeah. has come up a few times on the pod, and um, how and how it bums us out. Yeah, I mean, I yes, I. I also grew up loving Earthworm Jim, loving his art, loving that he did the stuff for Five Iron. I'm still into the stuff he does, but we have discussed. Uh, his uh, outspoken political leanings and how they are not jabbing with ours. But I do think that's really interesting to hear um, that you guys kind of like sorted it out in that way. So might have to bring that up in our Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate anybody who it's so easy to dehumanize somebody on social media, yep. but yeah, when it, when you're sitting down and just trying to get to the heart of why you disagree versus just being like, you're a piece of shit. Right. Well, that's, I appreciate that. So I can respect that. So what you're saying is open invitation, Doug to Naple. We'll grab a hams with him. <laughs> we'll talk through this whole thing. We'll just fly down, fly down to Nashville, have some, <laughs> you can, uh, I will not be having the fish, but I will have some chips. Yeah. And the Dude, beer. the fact that, I mean, the fact that we must make our pilgrimage to Rocket Town only grits the mill more for us needing to to make a Nashville trip happen. We have to go to Rocket Town. We have and to do something we, there. We should we should do some live potting from uh, yeah. from Rocket Town. It's gonna happen. Yeah, and you mean Rocket Town? <laughs> As an effeminate uh, Muppet was, might sing it. I, oh, I was gonna say Rocket Town, Rocket Town, Rocket Town. I mean, that's my preferred Rocket Town. That's your preferred. Rocket methodology <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh, uh, a, a voicemail from a guy we haven't heard from in a while what's up guys jason ariano aka the lafc punk uh, it's been a while since i called i've been busy working i'm one of the as you call essential workers uh work at sprouts grocery store so it's been kind of crazy that was crazy first few weeks were hell on earth um it just Sucks having to wear a mask at work all day and having to deal with people who are paranoid. But uh, just uh, thank you guys for your podcast, and it helps me get me through the day, uh, going to work, going home from work, uh, taking my morning walk every day, which I'm at right now, which on a side note, uh, for those of you who like MXPX and the Ataris, I'm in San Dimas, California. So, all right. Uh, San Dimas High School football rules. That's right. Uh, hey, you guys, keep up the good work. Uh, as I'm going on my walk today, I'm listening to your interview with Reese Roper. So uh, it's kind of fun to listen to. Uh, that guy's great. I love how he has such a cool attitude and just kind of ripping on himself. If you've ever seen him live, they do it at their show, too. So uh, thank you guys again. Keep up the good work. See ya. Jason, appreciate it, man. And yeah. thank you for your work working yeah. in retail. That's yeah. Shouts to anybody who works in, in an essential service right now. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in grocery stores, that's such a rough, yeah. such a rough gig right now. People needing to deal with all kinds of varying levels of 
customers who yeah. are anxious and nervous and then they're the customers who probably don't give a shit about it and so they don't they're not social distancing and right. you know i i imagine that's got to be an exhausting thing so jason yeah, we, totally. we appreciate you and yeah. we appreciate you um you know so it's you can with our podcast uh listen to us on a walk and then listen to us at work and then listen to us on your way home from work and still be listening to the same episode so that's right <laughs> Take us with you everywhere, everywhere you go. That's our, uh, that's our slogan. Yeah. Uh, the other Jason. Jason from Atlanta. Man, just got done with the uh, Roper interview episode. That was fantastic. And Reese is a fool. If uh, <laughs> if those lyrics don't make it onto the album, that was fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, just wanted to say uh, good job with the interviews, guys. The interviews, guy. Bleh. And uh, keep it up. Keep them rocking. Magpie for life. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, uh, take note, other Five Iron members. Put those lyrics on the album. The people want it. <laughs> that's right. People are asking for it. And again, meant to put this on my last voicemail. Sorry, guys. Strawberry, Starburst, Suck. Ooh. Red, Lemon, Orange. They're all better than Pink, Nasty, Strawberry, Starburst. <laughs> wow. You know, we're really waiting back into the Starburst <laughs> controversy. And... <laughs> Banned for life. Yeah. Um, it, Strawberry, this, is gonna, <laughs> this is a controversy. I this can't is, yeah. believe that there are it's people a, out there. It's a like, fascinating wrinkle to realize as we've gone through this again. When it, it seems like the consensus we came to, even though I'm a Red Rider and I represent my Red Rider crew for life, Pink seems to be the agreed upon consensus as best. I had sort of accepted right. that. Right. There are people coming out of the woodwork shitting on pink is the the least good one right? all over the place lately this is fascinating right? and people coming out people like people coming out for orange out of nowhere like, <laughs> what did orange ever do to you this orange is, is perfectly yeah. serviceable <laughs> <laughs> so here's the here's the thing i feel like if anything this is some more 2020 bullshit but of course in 2020 people would be <laughs> Throwing pink starbursts under the bus. It's strawberry, people. It's delicious. It's refreshing and light. And and it's it, you know, look, I'm a uh, I am a pink boy. John's a red rider. And you know, we won't have you coming onto our podcast. <laughs> oh man. There's a reason, there's a reason there are uh packs called fave reds and not fave orange and yellows because no one likes them oh man well you've you know. been you have put on notice it sounds from his ranking that that he's a red rider so i i welcome him to the full but. <laughs> okay fair fair hey guys it's uh brian from california again um telling about last two episodes uh so we'll start with the most recent one. Uh, Reach Roper, awesome episode. It's super fun listening to him. Uh, okay, enough on that. And then going to the Reliant K. Uh, I'm a little bit older than you guys. And um, I think I mentioned last time I turned 40 this year. Super fucking old. Uh, and I was, I think <laughs> by the time they were kind of coming out, I was sort of moving on from the scene. Aware of them, sort of, but not really... Uh, your crossover pod, um, I gave that a shot. I was never a fan at all. Or, though I remember them, I didn't like them. 
gave it a shot since you guys did the crossover pod. And, uh, yeah, they're fucking terrible. Cheesy <laughs> music. Uh, don't ever bring them up again. <laughs> Pretty much it. And then, oh, also, you guys don't know who Mike Knott is, which is crazy. So you know who Mike K is terrible, but you don't know who Mike Knott is. You guys have got to listen to Mike Knott. He's, uh, he's really fucking cool. The tooth and nail, um, album he put out is, uh, pretty fucking badass. So anyway, that's it. Peace out. Mad pod for it. Uh, shit. Mad pod for life. Bye. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Redeemed yourself. Perfect. Nailed it. Um, Thanks, Brad. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so here's another, somebody else coming to my defense for essentially maybe not directly coming to my defense for sort of the cheesy element of Matt Thiessen's lyrics. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I'm pretty much with, I think I'm more with Brian than with you, Andrew, in the sense that I just felt like I kind of missed their whole time and sort of dismissed them as just kind of like cheesy and poppy. Um, so I'm still willing to be, you know, I have been going through them since we, we talked with Danny and Jess and I'm willing to be convinced, but like, yeah, I never really was was on the hook for them. Um, I mean, I'll so. say I'll say forget not slow down. The, the times I've right, listened right, right, to right. it is significantly better than some of their earlier works. Yeah. Danny's gonna be so pissed at us after this. <laughs> um, yeah, he's gonna just... he's he's just gonna like clip out the sections. He's this section right here with the words that I'm saying right now. <laughs> he's gonna have a poll quote and bust tosses both. It's like right. hey. When was the last time we went on your podcast to just, you know, come on, man, give us, give us a break. These are, we've got, we've got the hottest of takes, but you know, let's, let's, yeah. let's be friends here. I've also seen a few people mention that they were surprised that we didn't know uh, Mike, Mike not either. Mike not. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, when Reese was talking about him, I was like, I know that I know the name. I just like didn't do a deep dive on him. And I did go back and, and listen to some of the stuff and I do really like it. Um, and I get, I don't know whether to attribute it to like our age or just the kind, the particular styles of music that we liked, but I guess we were kind of in that window to like not be fully on board for Reliant K, but also have kind of missed Mike Knott. Um, so anyway, I, all that to say, I have done a, a, a little bit of research and I'm into it, but need to do a deeper dive still. But I do, I like him a lot from what I've heard. Um, here's a guy that we talked to recently. Uh, this is Reese Roper, Karate Master and Blood Donor. I'm calling uh, because I forgot to send you guys the picture that I promised on your podcast of the dog that was going to go inside of the CD or on the actual CD artwork for Five Iron Frenzy 2 Electric Boogaloo. If anybody wants to look it up, I tried to look it up and couldn't find a very good resolution picture and i think that's what has stymied my efforts but if you want to look it up the dog's name is mr winkle <laughs> w-i-n-k-l-e there if you just do a google search for mr winkle b costume you'll see a picture of this dog it dressed up as a bee they used to have calendars that they made of this little dude and there were things like a mouse pad. Um, that was where we got the idea was it was a round mouse pad with Mr. Winkle on it. And Keith and I thought it would be fantastic to put on the CD, but we couldn't license it. So 
All of you can go look that up. Thank you, Andrew and John. Thanks for interviewing me. I am trying to listen to it, but I sound like I can't finish a sentence without starting another one. And I say the word like about a thousand times in each, well, like a thousand times in each sentence. Love you guys. Um, thank you for that. Magpod for life. Yes. All right. Um, so, yeah. uh, Resurper Karate Master, uh, I, I looked up. I looked up Mr. Winkle immediately after he sent us this. Left this voicemail. Yeah. And this dog <laughs> is such a goofy-looking, non-real-looking dog. This is like Mr. Winkle was like one of those early internet phenomenons. Yeah. yeah. No, when you I, think you think about like all the popular dogs and pets out there right now, <laughs> like like Grumpy Cat or right. um, or fuck, what's there? I can't I can't think of any off the top bubs, of my head. But, there was Bubs, yeah, li, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, little Bub, little Bubs, um, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, those those sort of uh, awkward, weird looking <laughs> pet, but like Mr. Winkle has like <clears throat> his tongue hanging out. And looks like a stuffed animal. Yeah, he he was Instagram before Instagram existed. Yeah. Um, I should say I knew totally what he was talking about when he was describing this dog. Mr. Winkle <laughs> was a phrase <laughs> that had left my brain entirely, but I'm so glad it's come back. But yeah, as soon as we, as soon as he sent us the picture, I was like, oh yes, that's exactly it. I also remember him because he was on Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> really mr winkle made some tv appearances i remember that uh yes well i i texted a picture <laughs> right. uh that a picture of, of mr winkle with betty white <laughs> so i didn't realize that mr winkle was that famous oh yeah but, but i did find the picture of him in the b costume <laughs> yes on on something i don't know if it's a book or whatever it is it says what is mr winkle <laughs> By I mean, Laura, by Laura Joe Reagan, Regan, and yeah. Mr. Winkle in a bee costume, by a giant flower and a, and a <laughs> white picket fence with his tongue hanging out, and if he they... looks looks super cute. And I can understand, like if you're Betty White famous, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna put your image on a seat. <laughs> yeah, uh, a Christian Scott CD? No, thank you. Mr. <laughs> Winkle has higher priorities. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I think that we should raise the money to call the new album "What Is Mr. Winkle" and put him right on the cover. <laughs> um, I think what they, I think what they need to do is um, Reese. Reese needs to recreate as many Mr. Winkle pictures as possible. Yes, please. Oh, man. Get, Mr. get get Reese in a bee costume. <laughs> you know, get just get him to meet Betty White so Betty White can kiss him on the face. That's right. Uh, Mr. Winkle, get him on the pod. Uh, he's, he's probably long dead. <laughs> yeah, acor- according to his, according to his bio, he was born in 1996. So unless, hey, unless no death date though, no death date. <laughs> okay. fair. <laughs> Mr. Winkle is eternal. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that that's the name of the new album. Five iron frenzy. Mr. Winkle is eternal. <laughs> I would welcome it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have 97 voicemails from Danny Stairs, but we are not listening to all of them. <laughs> so, guys, your boy Danny Stairs, enjoying this episode with Reese. Um, just got to the game. Um, enjoy the concept of which is doper with Reese Roper. 
I think he really missed a golden opportunity. Should have done a quick show where he had to, to come up with five iron lyrics. Bet you a guy wouldn't have gotten a single line. Of course, we've all seen him do it live. Uh, it just would have been funny to see just, you know, if he does know any of his own lyrics. Anyhow, back off for life. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I think that would have been a uh, funny and also shitty way to end an interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, asshole. <laughs> do, do you know any of the own your own words? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. Yeah, Reese is self-deprecating, but I don't need to embarrass Rub him and put, face. Put, put him on the spot like that. that I mean, if I put up all the words to uh, flesh marks on my heart, you might not remember all of them. That's true, but I've also haven't been singing them for twenty-five years. I mean, fair. <laughs> um, What's up, guys? Your boy Danny Stairs calling. Uh, regards to Reese's little sneak preview of the uh, lyrics. To while supplies last. Yes. I got two words to say. Fully submerged. I'm <laughs> all for this. I can't wait to hear how that sounds. It's going to be good. I'm glad that he's still writing race songs and he never turned beige as you guys talk about this episode. That kind of Matt Thiessen style writing. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Matt, Pop for Life, two little motherfuckers, etc. So I love you guys. <laughs> oh, man. So many reasons to say God bless Danny. Um, <laughs> I feel like fully submerged gets tossed around like fairly often, but it is that's a pretty deep dive. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain. Um, yeah, but yeah, Tootaloo, all the all the references. yeah the that comes from like a really early episode where we were like talking fanfic. I think <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. I, so this was a long time ago. Like for anybody listening now, they have no idea. <laughs> that just makes that it is. even better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just want Reese and everybody in the band who is listening right now to take note we we have so many people who have reached out to us. It's true that, that are like, while supplies last, fucking yes, <laughs> yeah. Everybody is super into it, and I mean, come on, it's that that song rules. And I can't, and I can't even imagine if there are six more songs like that. Oof. Where, Mr. Winkle, Mr. Wink. <laughs> bring that fire. Oh man, just burn it to the ground, all of it. <laughs> I, I totally understand what he's saying about how it's kind of like currently missing the five iron elements of also pointing the finger at himself. But I stand by my assertion that I think we can let it slide for this one. Just let it be fire, hot fire. I mean, it's, I don't really care if it's not no. pointing the finger at himself right now. No. You know, there's, I, you can, I mean, there's plenty of times that one can point the finger at themselves and that not every album needs to be like, you know, hey, everything is a nightmare. Hey, but I sometimes I also suck. It's like that we don't need to bring it back to that all yeah, the time. It's true. You know, yeah, it's, if ever there were a time to point the figure outward, it is twenty twenty. Twenty twenty when everything is fucking trash. <laughs> is that uh that's a lot of voice sounds. Is that that's, everything? I think that's all we're gonna do. All right, that's that seems fair. Well, thank yeah. you everyone as always. Yeah, Call we had Andrew's a- personal cell phone number <laughs> to leave additional voicemails. Yes, and if you know, I will. Uh, if Meg is any example, I will give you my personal phone number and my address. <laughs> <laughs> if 
if you have beer to send us, we'll risk sending you our personal information. Yeah, um, that is true. It worked out uh, so far this time. It, it has worked out. The the one data point that we have. <laughs> <laughs> Scientific study completed. <laughs> that's how that's how science works, right? Yep, that's uh, sounds about right for these days. Oof. Um. So, John, this uh, this has been a, a long segment, but should we uh, make it longer? Should we make it longer? We're talking to five over here. Oh, let's talk to five. Let's talk to five. This is the five. Drop it. Hello. This is Frank Costanza. What do you want? You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in the pool. We're going to be in the clubhouse. You're all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out. We haven't done an episode of The Five in... It's been a while. What some time, because it's been a while. Yeah, we, uh, for those who don't know for whatever reason, <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't, um, we've done the five for each year that the record we're talking about has come out. And because we haven't talked anything post Five Iron Breakup in a while, we haven't gotten to 2008 when this Brave Saint Saturn record came out. So we got some some stuff to talk about here. Yeah. So off pod, John, we were talking and I was saying, 2008 was kind of a weird year mm. uh, for me as far as music and movies and things that like I was going through and looking at albums of uh, bands that released bands that I like that released albums, but there were not especially any albums that came out in 2008 that were striking me that were like, oh, these were really significant records for me. I don't know what it was. Hmm. Maybe because it was a a stressful, kind of a stressful year for me, but and I wasn't really engaging in in researching new music at that point. But sure. I don't I don't know. But it, it just was not it there were not a lot of albums that were jumping out at me. So why don't yeah. you why don't you start off with your with your first one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand. I, I wouldn't say I had the opposite problem, but I do try to normally limit it to five, but this is longer than five. <laughs> but I think there are only a couple of albums among these that are like real, real important for me. I'd say otherwise it's a long list of albums I like a lot, but that aren't like all timers, but uh, Portishead, I've talked about them on plenty of other fives, um, but their third album third came out that year. And I, Really love that album. Uh, Vampire Weekends, self-titled record, came out that year. Uh, Kanye West. Uh, 808s. He has come up on the pod a few times. Yes, that was, uh, you know, he's a he's a figure of uh, some controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, but 808s and Heartbreak, good album. Talk about peak emo. That is Kanye in his feels. Um, Girl Talk, who I've talked about on the pod. Uh, Feed the Animals. It's like such a great sort of like mashup um banging together like filthy uh rap lyrics with sort of like uh 70s and 80s classics mainly um but still really holds together uh the hold steady stay positive mm-hmm. is that a record you know i feel like i feel like as a new minnesota resident yeah 
I really need to get into the hold steady. And I've, I've only heard it kind of a handful of their songs, but I, the, he's got such a unique voice and I, and I'm, I'm one to like unique vocalists. Uh, yes. And, and I, and I immediately, the first time I heard his voice, I'm like, this is great. I'm into it. So yeah. I need, I need to, I need to do a deep dive. Yeah. So, I mean, the real heads out there, the Minnesota heads know that there was a band called lifter puller, uh, with the same lead singer, Craig Finn and the same guitar player. Um, and they were a little more indie, but featured his very like specific vocal style. Um, and then they moved to New York and formed the hold steady, which is much more kind of like bar band sound. Um, but I would say for sure, check out boys and girls in America. Um, that's my favorite record of theirs. And then, Stay Positive is interesting because they he clearly had Lifter Puller was a little more punk leaning. Uh, they played with Dillinger Four all the time, um, and he clearly has a long history of hardcore being um, something that he was deeply a part of. And there's some of that influence on Stay Positive. So anyway, um, and then continuing the Minnesota theme, Dillinger Four's album, their last album so far at least, Civil War came out that year. Talked about them plenty on the pod. Um, and then M83, Saturdays Equals Youth. Um, kind of great bleeps and bloops there. And then finally, uh, TV on the radio's Dear Science. I like that album a lot. So there's a fair amount there. Yep. Um, so I, I'm, I'm only calling out one uh, record from this year, specifically because of the, the story... Uh, affiliated with with the record and that it is such a a year specific thing that happened so magnetic fields put out an album called distortion that year yeah um and it was also the first year on this tour that i saw them live they were playing at the old town school of folk music in chicago and but it had already sold out. Uh-huh. And so I had seen that recently the magnetic fields had just had just launched their MySpace page. Mm. And and I made some comment on one of their posts about how I'd wanted to see them, but the concert was sold out. And Claudia from the band reached out to me and said that they had some extra tickets. That's awesome. And that they would set them aside for me for one of the later shows. And I was able to get their uh, a CD signed for our boy uh, Eric Nordenson. Nice. Because it was his birthday around the time I was going to the show. And so I was able to get the the band to autograph the CD and uh, uh, sign it to Beard. And I've seen the magnet. I saw the magnetic fields a couple times, maybe three times in Chicago. Um, I love them so much. They're an amazing show. Stephen Merritt is so funny and wry and. I just love them. They're just so, they're such a, they're such a great, um, they're so great. So. Yeah. They, they have been on my need to see live list forever. Somehow it's oh, never happened. I really 
wanted to and they just i think just this week put out a new album uh quickies it's yeah. all like short songs um and they were supposed to be touring right now but i know those got moved to next year but i really hope to see them at some point i mean i would say i love a lot of their albums but 69 love songs is truly one of my like favorite collections of music ever it's um, it is a uh an iconic uh, collection of songs and and just shows you the sort of prolific yeah sort of writing writer that Stephen Merritt is yeah um, we're just gonna knock out 69 songs and have like the vast majority of them be like absolutely great songs <laughs> like, yeah yeah uh also if you should check out their album i which is yes an outstanding yeah outstanding yeah. record uh i love yeah i i just love them so much well that's uh, a great they, story they also, with them. yeah they also have a, a song i think it's off their realism record i think i think it's off that one they have a song called andrew and drag and oh, yeah, i yeah, yeah. perfect uh you have some friends andrew and drag just, you know <laughs> awesome. you know you know how Stephen merritt sounds just like yeah, exactly that. <laughs> anyway the book of love is long and boring um yeah, that feels like a very 2008 story. <laughs> it's really like yeah. sitting up their MySpace. <laughs> they were reaching out directly to me on it. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. wonderful. I love that story. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, moving on to other parts of culture. Um, as I uh, as I have alluded to already this episode, I have some film snobbery in me. Uh, most of the movies from this year, though, I'm like a big, dumb old popcorn flick guy because that, I mean, that is a great movie. I mean, it's a great year for superhero movies. You got Dark Knight. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Some would say, like, unimpeachably the best superhero movie. I don't know. Iron Man, a uh, mm-hmm. recent watch by Andrew. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I still, Iron Man, probably still my favorite Marvel movie. I don't know. Fascinating, fascinating. Uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Guillermo del Toro. I love Hellboy, but I think the the second movie is way better than the first one. Anyway, Wally, huh? Pixar mm-hmm, robots mm-hmm, love Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, Climate change, everything's falling apart. The world's yeah. Yes, I mean they uh, yeah they come they come back to Earth, so it all works out in that one. Maybe things will work out that way. Um, but then getting to the uh, the film the filmy person end of things. Uh, Synecdoche, New York, the Charlie Kaufman movie came out that year. That is a wild movie. Uh, and then Let the Right One In. It's like a Swedish vampire movie. You know this one? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, it seems like, you know, Sweden. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty emo, um, but it's uh, What are you trying cool. to say? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Flush marks on my heart could have been a subtitle for it. Um, yeah, Let the Right One In. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I have another. So Dark Knight is my is my other uh, one of my other fives. Yeah. Uh, because I have a a, a specific memory. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these things are kind of linked together. Uh, a lot of these kind of are. Uh, so I will cycle back to this another part of this in a bit, but. Uh, so I had, I saw it in the theater, but my favorite viewing of it was at uh, the Skyway Drive-In Theater Ooh. in Fish Creek, Wisconsin. Okay. Shout out to any Door County listeners out there. Sure. So it was a double feature. They play The Dark Knight 
and then the Steve Carell movie gets smart, which interesting did not stay for, <laughs> but um, it's nuts to re- remember that Heath Ledger died before this movie even came out. Yeah. And that he was only 28. Yeah, that's wild. I forget that that's how young he was. Right. And, but he also won posthumously. Right. An Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. The only person to ever win this award posthumously. Hmm. So I feel like that's kind of a big deal. Um, But... That sounds awesome. Uh, Drive-in movies making a comeback in the age of COVID. Uh, yep, yep. Unfortunately, there's only like one left in the entire sort of wider Chicagoland area. Um, but I've really been meaning to, to go there. But that, I've heard people posit that that may be the new sort of uh, model for like concerts, movies, what have you. Um, Dude, dr- drive-ins, drive-ins are kind of dope. I mean, yeah. you can like it's just you know being you can have you can still talk you can have your own beverages if you want probably i don't know depending on the but yeah yeah it just it was it was i think my first and only drive-in experience and i thought it was pretty great um i recommend uh in the twin cities valley high the drive-in theater it's like kind of right on the edge of saint paul into like okay okay lake elmo woodbury-ish um but that's a fun place to go. Definitely had plenty of adult bevies there. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, Dark Knight. That's what's up. Um, okay. 2008, I feel like most people, when they think of it, think about this guy named Barack Obama. <laughs> um, so Heard 2000, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was living in Washington, D.C. for most of 2008. Um, and I had started volunteering with the Obama campaign in... 2007 like right at the bro, beginning bro you you a lib over here <laughs> I mean, one of those you one of those dirty libs over here i wouldn't say i'm a social justice warrior but uh, <laughs> you one of those sjw's over us big time sjw um <laughs> but yeah i started volunteering for his campaign i had friends who worked on his campaign and stuff but like i maybe i've even talked about this on the pod who knows but in the early days when he was like a long shot candidate, um, Jenny and I would be volunteering in rooms of like 25 or 50 people and he'd be doing his thing in like a small bar or uh, people's living room one time. And we were like checking people's coats, uh, met him several times, uh, believed in him. I thought it was possible that he could do it, but like certainly he was thought of as a long shot at the time. So Fast forward through all of those events and volunteering to we moved back to Chicago shortly before the election and to be in Grant Park on election nights, watching the results come in, watching him come out with his family and address the crowd. It was truly like one of the most euphoric feelings of my life. Uh, That night was like this energy of just positivity uh, that I cling to (laughs) much like uh, the Starling escape pod departing <laughs> USS Gloria, clinging to that hope uh, in the darkness. Um, did you like that? I like um, it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. So I just, I mean, it was such, 
it was such a high and we're at such a low in terms of politics and civic engagement that I feel like I'll, I'll cling to that for a long time. But anyway, that's, that's my main 2008 memory when I think about it. Um, guess what, bro? <laughs> you were there too? Yeah, I was there too. That, that was also on my list. Um, hey. yeah, I, uh, yeah, Dana and I were there. I, I very much have, I mean, you're talking about the sort of euphoria, but also the um, the ex- the peaceful nature of it. Yeah, totally. It, it was so the moment when they they projected, like yeah. when it when it when it turned when it like, I think when it was like ten o'clock or something. Whenever they the polls closed in right. in California or whatever, or whether it's nine or ten, I don't remember. And then and then they immediately projected Obama the winner. Yeah. Everybody lost their minds. Yeah. And but then after all of that was over, everybody walked calmly and peacefully totally back to in the streets just back to the uh like the L and and whatever and it was just such a great it was such a great moment and you know, the, the following eight years had plenty sure. that I was, you know, disagreed with him on. I'm not one of those people that can't uh, disagree with somebody that I, you know, I mean, that's one of the things we, you vote for a politician. This is, you know, Trump supporters take note. You can vote to, you know, give your vote of support for a politician and still disagree with them sure. that that you have to hold your leaders accountable. That's the whole point. Right. So, you know, you vote with, with the confidence that they will keep they will keep their your best interests in mind. But, you know, you know, even still that night was and then him walking out on stage. And I still remember having that fear. I'm like please yeah. don't get assassinated like immediately because I was just, I mean, that was a very real fear because you, like you were saying long shot, black guy, weird name, lots of yeah. racist bullshit that was going on before he was elected. Um, yeah. But even yeah. So- I mean, if you, that, that's what I'm struck by so much that like, it felt very sort of like, calm and orderly and peaceful at the time and it's wild to look at the footage because it looks nuts like it looks like there's so many just seas of people and you assume it would have just been like you know chaos and traffic jams and people yelling at each other and it was nothing like that i'd never really been in a an environment with that many people that was that sort of like chilled out and easy to navigate but i still remember the eruption yeah yeah, they called it where so where where were you uh I know we've talked about this at some point, but I, I've lost all memory of where yeah. we were. And I think I maybe even like saw Dana before I had, cause I left from North Park's campus cause I was working there at the time. Anyway, whatever. Um, but I, I mean, we were like, I don't know, halfway up the field or whatever, just kind of in the middle. We could see the stage fairly easily. I don't know. That's okay. not very helpful. <laughs> you were, you were closer then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we did volunteer a lot. So we get that primo. That's that's middle right. of a giant. Uh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, uh, I, I seem to remember um, when we were going down on the train there that I kind of think there was a guy like hitting on Dana like right in front of me. 
Like it was me. <laughs> that was you, bro. Classic, uh, classic, classic, John. classic John trying to to uh, <laughs> hook up with some other other dude's wife. No, but he was like saying that he this guy. I think he was also another volunteer or something that. But he had like a spare ticket into the maybe like the closer area or whatever, and and I was like, mm, not cool. <laughs> uh, come on, guy. Come on. I mean, I may have been I may have been twenty four, but I'm not like <laughs> not stupid, bro. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Cool. Well, a bad thing that happened was that Ooh. the recession started that year. Oh. <laughs> Hey, uh, I feel like that's the other kind of primary thing you think about. Talk about that. Talking about that housing bubble, the housing bubble bursting. Uh, I had a friend. I mean, I have a friend actually, uh, <laughs> our friend, Eric, <laughs> her, Eric, who brewed us a perfectly serviceable beer, <laughs> the lead singer of Tiger Jack. Um, at the time he was working in like community housing um, in the Bronx in New York. And he was warning us of this whole thing way before it happened. And I was like, I'm not really tracking, but like, what he's saying can't be as like catastrophic as he's saying it will be because he was just seeing all these wall street investments into housing bubble stuff. And, um, anyway, that did not go great. Um, I think (laughs) understatement of the decade, (laughs) we were 2008, not super good. Not super good. Uh, maybe we'll look back on that time as uh, something that went okay though, depending on how all this shakes out. We'll see. Um, but no, I think we were really lucky to graduate right when we did. Like, I feel like this generation, especially those a few years younger than us and more than that are now living through multiple, uh, economic, I don't know, global blowups. Um, and a lot, like, it's even kind of wild that we had the liberty to sort of like go to a liberal arts school and study whatever we want. And like, I got a job in that at leaving school. And I know that wasn't everybody's experience, but like, it really felt like a few years later when I was working there again, the main focus of students was like, I'm doing what I can here to like try and get a job. Like, I'm not like trying to find my passion. Like, getting a job is unlikely. So I'm trying to find it. So I think about that a lot that I, in 2005, when I graduated, it was kind of like, right before all that craziness hit so anyway recession (laughs) yeah if um i mean i loved my north park liberal arts experience but same to your points um about searching for your passion and and studying what you enjoy is what leads me to my number four Ah. um is when i started working at whole foods in early 2008 like essentially january 2008 and then uh i worked with for whole foods for the next five and a half years um and it was it was at whole foods actually that i uh shortly after i'd started that i heard about i was at work when i heard about heath ledger dying Mm, and um and i think it was that night after i heard that uh went i think we i went and uh rented because you still rented movies right Um, because i think i think the blockbuster was still open down down the street um Mm -hmm. from and so we rented brokeback mountain to sort of like 
you know, celebrate his life. But yeah. anyway, so I worked at Whole Foods for five and a half years and then um, ended up getting another job that I left and then ended up back working for Whole Foods for a little bit. So I've worked for Whole Foods for, um, a, you know, over, over six and a half years total. And, you know, I'm, so this is one of the things like I, customer service jobs are 100%, um, important and should be paid a living wage, which a lot of them are not. Right. And that was one of my, one of my struggles, but also it was just like, it was never, it was never one of my passions. It was like a lot of my jobs. I just sort of fell ass backwards into. Yeah. And I sp- have spent a number of years trying to figure out what that passion is, which is why I ended up going to seminary to begin with and mm-hmm. trying to, trying to make sense of uh, profession versus passion versus some sort of calling or mm-hmm. um, you know, something like that. But I don't know. I, I wish I had actually studied something with a little bit more of a marketable skill yeah. than I did. Yeah. It turns out majoring in theology and minoring in sociology with no plan to continue school is a stupid thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> turns out media studies <laughs> without actually focusing on a particular uh, area. Right. Also doesn't give you a lot of <laughs> yeah. options. I mean, I truly, and I've talked about this on the pod too, but like I really only... I mean, so yeah, we both worked on our college's uh, social justice magazine. Um, and I really was only doing the things that I thought would get me to Sojourners, <laughs> which is the organization I worked for after college. Um, and I got an uh, internship there working on the magazine after I left. But it was it was all in preparation for like, I want to work for a Christian social justice magazine. <laughs> right. And in that sense, it worked out. But like... Um, and I still work at a similar publication now, but like, it is funny that that's not someone at some point should have said like, maybe you should have a backup option because not a lot of those jobs available. Um, anyway, it all worked out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) my, my backup plan was I'm going to be in a band and that'll probably work out. (laughs) Yeah. Usually. Usually does. <laughs> I mean, it uh, it worked out for your artistry, man. How about yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on from the recession, I wanted to close it with something that's not a bummer, which is uh, Jenny and I got engaged that year. Hey! Um, we got engaged in New York. She lived there for a little while. Um, and then moved back to Chicago that fall. Um, we knew we were going to get married in Chicago and kind of come back here to start life anew. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the other kind of big thing for me that year is moving back and, uh, and getting engaged. And, um, we lived in Andersonville in Chicago and just, uh, that feels like a special time in that way, uh, for me. So, 
That's the um, end of that chapter. Well, my last chapter uh, goes from what we were just talking about to a band that I yeah. was in in 2008. And were these peekaboos over here? Uh, no, it was pre-peekaboos. Ah. It was uh, pre-caboos. Pre-caboos, just to say. This band was called A Phantom Reprieve. Oh, right, 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 of course. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, it was post John Doe project and yes, yes. Booze. right? And yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun time, uh, but not very successful. <laughs> uh, we we were drinking a lot of. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember Sparks? Uh, it was like vaguely, like an yeah. energy drink liquor combination or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm drinking lots of sparks. Jamming. Super great for you. <laughs> yeah, jamming and uh playing shows to nobody. And, <laughs> you know, but we but we uh we were covering the uh, uh, electric six song gay bar, which was my <laughs> One of my favorite covers. I would always be the lead vocals on Gay Bar. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I and this was you know before the Peekaboo's when things got a little bit more serious and yeah, put out a record and everything. But it was also these. This was also during the time. Both of these bands were at the time when I was in working at Whole Foods and trying to balance. Uh, being in a band and being in retail is just so fucking awful. It's so, yeah. it's so ch- terrible. So, um, yeah, pretty sure I remember the Phantom Reprieve MySpace page. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of MySpace, there's still uh, a Phantom. I'm sure people, you can Google, Google, you can YouTube a Phantom Reprieve music um, videos, not music videos, but like live shows. There is definitely a, uh, a video of that somebody in my band created of um, of me performing gay bar. I'd um, have to uh, share that on the socials. Jeez, uh, I don't know. <laughs> YouTube it. I don't know. I discorded or nothing. If there's no um, Phantom Reprieve <laughs> Discord, I'm not there's, interested. There's no fan. Yeah, our we had, our TikTok was lit. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was the five. That was the five. Let's uh, close it up. Let's do it. All right, I think we have sufficiently spent a lot of time. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a lot of voicemails to get through. We haven't done a five in a while. It's a good thing yeah. I did not prepare a game. <laughs> so, yeah, good call. Yeah, I I I almost made a game, but then I was like, you know what? I think <laughs> this will be sufficient. Hard to top. Nothing is doper with Reese Roper. Also, that is accurate. We'll get there. All right, when we come back. The Gloria will make its final descent. Yes. I guess I don't know. <laughs> sure, that sounds right. Yeah, well, the final descent. It will, you know, the. <laughs> I've got nothing. We're gonna we're gonna discuss anti Brady when we come back. And we are back, and we are talking Brave Saint 
Saturn, anti-meridian, the conclusion yes. of the trilogy. Yes. Um, so if it's not clear to you all now, neither I can speak for John because I know for certain that he did not have this record when it <laughs> no. came out and neither did I. Um, since I didn't even mention it in my five, because for whatever reason, music was not even on my radar for whatever reason, 2008. Yeah. I, I mean, as we've discussed, I knew not much at all about Brave Saints Saturn before any of this. I've really enjoyed going through them, even if they're not <laughs> my particular cup of tea most of the time. But as we've been going through them, I feel like the consensus, I mean, I know the consensus is that the second record is like what everybody prefers. Um, and there's some back and forth about like, well, even though the first record is a little shaggy, we still like the songs on it. I'm here to tell you, Anti-Meridian, the third record, is easily my favorite of the three. Um, Fascinating. <laughs> I think um, I am in the minority on this one. I mean, yeah, you, so your record then would be, would be sort of like reverse order. Yeah, than the normal. Yeah, you like Anti-Meridian, and then it would be So Far From Home, and then... Um, Light of things so far. Yeah. Um, I think so. I mean, I kind of go back and forth with one and two. I, I, I totally understand why people, including like Reese <laughs> and Jason, who it's so important for, feel the way that they do about the record because it's like the light of things hope the light of things hope for is much more um thematic than either of the other two albums. Um I think the production is really strong, so I get that. But I do think the first one is a little weirder and goes to some interesting places that I appreciate slightly more, but but Anti-Meridian beats them both out for me. Um, I will say, uh, you know, I've discussed my color coding system on the pod before, but I yeah, highlight yeah. songs uh, that I love yellow and songs that I feel kind of lukewarm about green. And the entire first half, side A, if you will, are yellow, and the entire side B for me are green. So I do think there's a much stronger run at the beginning than the second. And the second feels a little more like the traditional Brave Saint Saturn, a little more emo and acoustic and, and that kind of vibe. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, I'm very eager to get into it. I had no idea kind of what this album would contain i wasn't expecting to be uh way into it but i was so yeah i think i the more i've listened to it i think there's some more there's some earwormy yeah things going on on this record yep um and our boy dennis 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 brings it he finally (laughs) some of his strongest songwriting uh, up until this point, you know, this record. Our first episode, I raised some controversy by having Beautiful America be in my top three, a Dennis song. And I'll just say these Dennis songs on this album, easily my favorite Dennis songs since Beautiful America. Yeah. Um, you've kind of said uh, on previous Brave St. Saturn episodes that it's like, this is the Dennis mode that's really hooked you into him. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's, I get that, but it's really his songs on this album that, that get there for me. I, I 100% agree. And I feel like he is, he's significantly more prominent on this record. He is. Yeah. And, um, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we should say, uh, it was released September 15th, 2008. Uh, the first self-released record of anything Reese has been attached to, right? I believe. Um, Think the first so. the first release through his own label, which is Department of Biophysics, which has only, as far as I know, put out this and then the the DVD and then Engine. Um, right. But that's kind of, that's where he's putting stuff out from these days. Um, and it was interesting kind of reading about um, how the making of this record went from some interviews and things that he was like, really felt like this time he wanted to make, that he kind of felt rushed with the other Brave St. Saturn records and with Roper and with Five Iron Always and really this time wanted to do it kind of on his own terms, no label, um, and do it mostly by himself. And what he kind of said was like, even though he controlled every aspect of it, it that he didn't really realize that would put some constraints on it too, um, which I understand, but I, I don't know. I feel like he unlocked something um in approaching it in that way um but yeah that uh, produced by reese by dennis and by saki who mixed and mastered it um and yeah i would say it's a little looser than the second album as far as continuing that explicit theme but they still have some of those interval um themed spoken word things um definitely a continuation of the overall brave saint saturn theme of sort of like using space as an exploration for depression and faith. Um, there's a strong bird theme on this album. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to kind of go over the basics, as we know, the USS Gloria is out there beyond a uh, Titan. And uh, so this one chronicles the return of the crew in an escape pod called the Starling. And this one is interesting because they like explicitly the band members become like the characters who are right. in a space mission. Right. So Lieutenant Herring, AKA Keith, uh, saves the mission at the cost of his own life. Yeah. Um, the rest of the crew returns to earth. Um, and then a lot of the songs kind of deal with the crews, um, looking back on it in the aftermath of their return. And I, I mean, we'll get there, but I kind of like that. Like, what you would kind of expect after the light of things hope for is like a triumphant return. But of course this is brave St. Saturn. So they're in their fields. So it's kind of this weird, they return and look back on it kind of like in a melancholy way. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Should we, <laughs> I guess we should do it. <laughs> I think we should just do it because speaking of triumphant. They shall have stars and elbow and foot. Though they go mad, they shall be sane. Though they sink through the sea, they shall rise again. Though lovers be lost, love shall not, and death shall have no dominion. The news. Come 
my number one my number one yes this this is a faithful and extremely rockin' version (laughs) of the electric light orchestra song here's the news um which i will say uh the elo song rules in its own way yes but i'm i'm very impressed with how they how they kind of stuck to the the, the kind of, they they I wouldn't say they like totally copied it t- entirely, but I feel like because I think Reese does some interesting things vocally, but the, that that sort of like talking version portion over there that we just listened to, yeah, that's still part of the ELO version too. So uh, yeah, yeah, I. Yes, I went kind of back and forth on whether it was like cool to have a cover as my number one. Right. <laughs> but I just, I mean, okay, number one, I've been doing some ELO deep diving since our Reese conversation. Yeah. Dude loves them so much. <laughs> I already knew about the influence of their album Time on Brave St. Saturn. You know, the first uh, song of the first record is also a cover. Right. Um, but here's the deal. ELO rules. <laughs> like, I don't know what my problem has been. Yeah. I've always been aware of them and like some of their bigger songs. I've just never really, I sort of, I guess I sort of dismiss them as kind of like that sort of late seventies, early eighties classic rock. That's like fine, but man, time is awesome. And mm-hmm. th- yeah, bleeps and bloops aplenty. Uh, maybe when we start our spinoff podcast with Reese, bleeps and bloops, uh, we can dive into it more. But man, I, yeah, I'm just really digging ELO. I, this song is great, but I agree that like doing it in even more of a sort of rockin' live drums driven way um, really yeah. like brings it up to another level for me. Yeah. Um, I love that central synth riff so much. Yeah, it's mm. it's so dirty. Yeah, and yeah. everything is so like uh, gritty and distorted. Yeah. It just sounds it sounds great. And then that sort of like cascading, that stroby synth line around it, like the combination of those two things. As soon as I heard it, I texted you, and I was just like, "Well, I love this album." Like. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I will say, so it starts out with uh, "And Death Shall Have No Dominion," which is a Dylan, Dylan Thomas poem. Dylan Thomas, yeah. 
makes a lot of sense thematically. You know, you got stars and moon and going mad, but death is not winning. You know, hope still wins. I like the idea, but the, the narration is a little much. Like, it's so... Our <laughs> ducks shall have no <laughs> dominion. Yeah, which is fine, but I feel like there's a reason why there's another version of the song at the end the radio, of the record. radio edit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess I would say I prefer that one uh, a little bit more. It's kind of got that more yellow string. Well, it's, though. yeah, the... Yeah, that's pretty much straight up the ELO. It is. It is. Yeah. ELO has that. That's the exact same intro that ELO has. So, yeah. So I like the Dylan Thomas thing, but if I'm just putting it on as a banger, <laughs> I'm probably going there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so good. I'm so into it. Um, and it makes me really excited for Heart Wrench, which is the ELO style project that that Keith, uh, or Keith, that Reese referred to in his interview with us. Uh, I really want to see that happen. Well, there's, you, I understand why you have Keith on the brain. This is yeah, very Keith centric. Uh, this is a Keith centric record. Uh, shall we move on to the next song? Let's do it. Like that. Uh, uh. I was a that is mercenary um mercenary is the perfect example of one of my gripes with this record that i alluded to earlier this album is largely mixed like garbage um i don't i don't think it this song does this song sounds like the either the demo or the version that is going to before it gets like mixed and mastered it just does not the mix is not there the drums are way too low Mm, uh they're they're not they're not as forward and as powerful as i feel like they should be and uh it just it just it it's it's a bummer because i i like the song and i feel like if it were mixed differently, it could have, it could have been a contender for, but it just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's kind of in keeping with what I was saying Reese had said about feeling like he had a vision for how he wanted this to sound and not totally being able to achieve it, doing it basically on his own. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I really like it. I will say when I, so Micah is doing the uh, main guitar here. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh shit, we're going to get like a real kind of, dirty big electric shreddy yeah micah shreddy guitar sound and we don't really get that and maybe that is attributed partly to like uh how the mix ended up 
Um, but I, 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 you know, I don't think it's quite up to the level of some of the other songs on the first half here, but I do like it a lot. Um, you know, I, man- Oh, I like it. I like it. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, How it I kind think of it came out production wise. It falls a little short of what I feel like it really could have been. Yeah. I could see that. Um, you know, thematically, it's interesting. It's a very bitter look yeah. <laughs> back at sort of Five Iron, maybe Roper in particular, I would guess. Um, just kind of the industry and process surrounding being in a band, making art, and kind of what that makes you do. You know, the line that he has in the chorus, when you quit, make sure that you can wash your hands of it. Like, whew, that's a, this is after just leaving Roper and having left Five Iron just a few years ago. So sure he was feeling some feels about that um and you know the idea the definition of mercenary being like making money at the expense of of your ethics um yeah certainly in keeping with all that so i don't know it's an interesting one (laughs) yeah you know it, it it seems to be some of these lyrics too i've seen the headlines swarming thick with flies i've heard them spitting lies here's Uh, No, I've seen the billboard charts. I've heard them spitting lies. Um, It makes me think about um, the Estrella song where Mm. he talks about how he, he writes things that he doesn't even know if he believes and whether or not that he's referencing feeling again, kind of feeling like a phony and that, uh, that he's on the billboard charts by penning these songs that yeah. maybe he struggles to believe the things himself. And so he does feel like uh, a phony. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, yeah, <laughs> I'll burn some bridges. You bring the crappy songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, unblinking <laughs> look at that, uh, that time. Yeah. There are some things that I, I didn't feel like would be appropriate to bring up with Reese um, on, on the pod, you know, but this is a very Keith, clearly a Keith centric record, maybe some sort of loss of a friendship there or some sort of breakdown in relationship and whether or not this is sort of a, you know, and when you quit, make sure you wash your hands of it is something that he's mm. saying to Keith or something. I don't know, but that was not something that I was prepared to, yeah. uh, you know, just throw, throw out there. Right. It is something that I have had some curiosity about. And again, I'm sure those, those diehard fans out there know more than we do, but I, I have kind of wondered why um, Keith didn't return, whether, you know, how sort of, fraught that was or not but you know we'll get to it in a little bit but the idea that keith is the one who sacrificed himself in this fiction is weirdly poignant because he's the one who didn't return to five iron right um well i part of me thinks it's like how how much keith was so central to the band yeah for so many years and maybe reese is saying we made it this far because of you yeah and in general and so i don't know yeah interesting pure speculation (laughs) that's what we do yeah 
Starling. Starling. Bleepy bloopy. Love it. I don't need any guitar. Just give me the bleeps and the bloops. This is my number two. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I alluded to it last week. Uh, right, right. How much I love this song. I feel like we, I reset in an interview that this is this is autobiographical. This is something that happened right, right. to him. The um, um, shooting, you know, you know, shooting like the sort of the airsoft guns or the BB guns or whatever and pumping it and just firing it thinking he would just like startle the birds, but accidentally hitting them and sort of the, the trauma that went along with, with that. And the, the lines uh, in this, in the second chorus are just so heartbreaking. I want to play a little bit of those. Yeah. Sterling Yeah, it that that hits me right in the feels. Yeah, this was one as I was going for my night walks, listening to it that I really, I mean, more than got choked up, like fully tears forming in my eyes. Yeah, um, it's a very powerful, very vulnerable, tough one, um, and I can see why that central idea of the starling becoming, you know the metaphor for the thing that that saves them um but yeah i i think yeah he said that all that stuff is real that that when he was little he found the dying starling and like tried to bring it back to life and couldn't and then a few years later was shooting the uh the gun and hit one and then tried to feed the babies but couldn't and just god how heartbreaking that is and then for, for like a 12 year old yeah it's so much and obviously it stuck with him um and yeah he's got the line later every breath has sacred weight 
every life has some design can we kill and also save speak of life while digging graves yeah. just like using what? it as a metaphor to be like how do we again it's another kind of like being overwhelmed at the weight of the world and not you know the hypocrisy of how we decide to i don't know not value life as a society in some ways and being overwhelmed at how to know the best way to take care of creatures of any kind i don't know it's almost like this exact uh idea comes up a little later in the record <laughs> indeed um yeah i will just say i i'd like the verse fine um it's kind of got that more usual bs2 vibe but once the pre-chorus hits i'm like ooh, interesting and then by the time it gets to the chorus i'm like oh man i'm fully in like i just yeah. i love the progression of where the song goes yeah um there, i think there's shades thematically too of butterfly by weezer like the mm, yeah. uh pinkerton closer kind of a similar uh, metaphor there um but we have a demo of this to listen to yes yes we do uh, here we go Pretty similar so far. pretty close like it's pretty close but yeah it's uh obviously obviously a demo but i didn't the lyrics didn't appear to have really no i mean you've got the rudimentary mixing but i think the way that it sort of builds and everything is is pretty much the same yeah i was kind of joking in the intro about like i don't even need the guitar like just hit me with the drum machine beats and the bleeps and bloops (laughs) like that would have been fine with me and it felt like the a little more drum machine driven in the demo there but yeah it did Anyway. Uh, all right. Underground. Bleepy bloopy. Yes.
This is a great song. My number two. Awesome. Dennis, 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 baby. Dennis, Dennis, baby. He's coming, he's coming through horde on this record. Um, so this song, I really, I really like this song. I love all the bleepy bloopy sort of uh, sound effects and the, the crunchiness of it. Yeah. Can you tell me what you think it means? I can, but first I just want to get to, that opening riff, the like, as soon as that comes in, I'm just like, oh, give it to me. <laughs> Wait for it. So crunchy. There we go. Yeah, I mean, Dennis, that's... I didn't, I didn't know you could be so absolutely <laughs> filthy. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite Dennis song since Beautiful America. I mean, it, that's like the kind of hook that you build a like perfect rock pop song around. I, I love it. I love those staccato organ pumps that come in in the verses. The like, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I yeah. love the like Weezery descending chord thing. I knew, I knew you were going to do a Weezer rep. <laughs> I, I mean, Weezer is all over Brave Saint Saturn and yeah. I'm here for it. Um, as far as what it means, I think kind of surprisingly I'm with him thematically. <laughs> I think what he's going for is like using a church versus music comparison in the sense of like, the mega church versus more authentic worship slash underground music scene versus more corporate music scene. Um, I think that's pretty clearly where he's at. I'm with him until the last lines. (laughs) Yeah, this is, and this is because it was during 2008 that states were starting to make different laws and striking down and, and uh, laws around, um, you know, that defining marriage is only between a man and a woman, and uh, and this is the part that I'm like, I'm like I couldn't get my head around. I know, uh, the, especially like the 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 line, the culture is out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And saying, well, yeah, it's still a persuasive sound. It's like one makes me think like, is he saying like, interesting, you know, know, the culture, it's, it's way too far out there and it's persuasive, but every, the real, the real stuff is, is not out in, in the world. It's underground in, in, so this is, I don't know. This is just how I was. Yeah, no. Actually, that makes a lot of sense, and you're probably not wrong. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Dennis song if we didn't bump up against some of the lyrics. Um, yeah. And I, that's kind of why I said, like, I was kind of surprised that I was with him as far as I thought I was tracking it, but I couldn't really reconcile. It has this kind of, like, triumphant ending chant. Real change doesn't come from a mandate. Real love you cannot legislate. Um, and, you know, I don't agree. I don't disagree with that idea in the sense of, like, you know, real change comes from the bottom up. Like you will affect greater change by sort of, you know, it's like the hearts and minds thing, whatever. But 
that also sounds like that classic conservative line about government overstepping. Um, like but sometimes it also you, sounds like um, saying you can't let the government define what what biblical right. marriages or whatever yeah yeah i mean that's the bummer i hope <laughs> i hope that's not what it is i don't i, I don't know this is why i i was right. like i i like so much about this song yeah and, and like you said dennis really on this album is very very strong and i yeah. just these are the parts that <laughs> hurt you know, like yeah. it hurts I mean, his own cause, at least in my in my eyes. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you need legislation. <laughs> like <laughs> you won't be able to convince everybody, so it's important the policy is a piece of it. I remember getting into arguments about this with folks back in college who had the more sort of um, I, don't, I don't know. They were like crunchy Christiany in a different way, but like that that real change is going to come from how communities treat people and that society will change from that. I don't think that's wrong, but I think it has to be a both and society doesn't just do that without deciding civil rights become law at a certain point. So anyway, anarcho primitivism or whatever. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah, I had a hard time sort of connecting it with the rest of the song. I think you might be right in the ways that those things align, but he is clearly going after, um, over moneyed churches and right. over moneyed scenes at a certain point. Right. Comparing that to like where the real stuff is happening. Um, so I guess I just took that comparison to be about authenticity. Like authenticity will be the thing that makes the difference. So I don't know. It bangs though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Choreography never replaced conviction. Smoke and lighting cannot manufacture style. Right. You know, I think that's, yeah, he's talking about, those that you know those big church scenes right also we should say uh justin mcroberts on those backup folks yeah on this song into it gotta get him on the pod yeah we should uh when you burn too fast
the background vocals by the Phantom Cackler in there. <laughs> that is very true. I was going to say that, yeah, that creepy choral part has shades of untimely death of Brad with the like, <laughs> a day that lives in infamy. Um, what do you think of the song? <laughs> um, you know, I like it a lot for the record. When you burn too fast, but the song starts off way too slow. <laughs> I no, can see that. I'm just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a slow burn. Uh, yes. and I, and I like, and I like the building. I do like the building. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, this one for me is another sort of like, you know, Weezer is an influence. I also think Brave and Saturn is often in the sort of Radiohead, okay, computer vein. Um, and this is that for me. I like those drum machine beats. I like that glockenspiel a lot. Um, I really like the chord progression and that it goes to kind of the creepy minor place. Um, I don't know. It's a weird one, but I, I'm into it. I like how it's kind of out there and weird. Um, another one that's like a, uh, you know, using the rocket space travel metaphor for um, the artist's life, like being chewed up and spit out by the industry. <laughs> it's still yeah. a theme on this one too. Yeah. But yeah. When it. they bled you dry and they've cast yeah. you aside. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he was feeling... He was feeling some kind of way about uh, coming out of some of his experiences, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know if this was like, these are like post-Roper feels or, you know, post, you know, tooth and nail. I don't know. It seems like he had largely a positive, it seems like positive experience with the people, at least at tooth and nail. Yeah. But Uh, we have a demo for this one. Uh, yeah. Ooh, nice and chonky. <laughs> yeah, this is reverby as hell. That's right, little babies. <laughs> That's a hundred percent the Phantom Gackler right there. <laughs> it's gotta be. <laughs> I mean, are we are we sure that Reese isn't the Phantom Gackler? I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Um, I boy, I really like that. <laughs> like, it's definitely a rough draft and is different. But like, Very, yeah, yeah. The uh, the co- g- come on or gather round babies or whatever he says at the beginning. I'm into it. 
That's right, little babies. <laughs> <laughs> little babies. <laughs> little babies. <laughs> Stay cool, the babies. Um, I kind of. Right. I'm into that sort of vibe though, where it's sort of like this creepy megaphone campfire Tom Waits adjacent <laughs> situation. I'm into What's it. He I building know. in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it feels very, uh, yeah, Radiohead's exit music to me, where it's like, <laughs> we hope that you choke, that you choke. Very similar. Um, I liked that. That was cool. It was weird. Into it. Weird and into it. <laughs> Space, 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 space. Hold your hands to the dying fire's final glow. Warm yourself by the last breath of the radio. Batteries are almost gone. Sing goodbye to that old song. Lincoln's word. I wouldn't mind Oof. hearing this song live. Oh my god! Can you the, imagine Jenny the Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Yeah, it yeah. is perfect. It's my number three. Oh shit! Wow. All right. I kind of wondered if it would be up there for you. It's, that shout along chorus is just irresistible. No, I it, love it's, it. It's great. It is great. Uh, there, there were some, there were some tough choices on this record. Uh, for sure. So, and I do like that he does include some some Kings, uh, some of uh, MLK's speech. Yeah, and, reading that uh, Amos passage, uh, we need some of that Amos fire right now. That's about you know coming down. Yeah, yeah, I was into it. It's the yeah, let justice roll down its waters, righteousness is a mighty stream. Um, we need some of that energy right now. I just, I mean, it's just like tailor-made for me. That opening bass riff, the yeah. like, whoa, shadow on chorus, like you said. I just immediately imagine like us in the pit, like pumping our fists in the air. Uh, the MLK, like I just, yeah, like we said, I mean, this is kind of, again, I think the tie-in is like having hope amid the darkness. Um in a for you know a better future um he also references like the lincoln quote about the better angels of our nature saving us in a time of darkness um yeah the metaphor of sort of like the starless night of space and hope um i just yeah i'm i'm super into this song so yeah i'm 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 really i'm into it too it's you know this 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 uh a side is very solid. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, hello. Is this cake? 
motherfucking Dennis. Yeah. This oh. is an honorable mention for for me. I, yeah. I it was hard. It was this song was it was a toss up for this one. I really this is a great this is a great jam. Yeah. This is probably my number 4. Yeah. Um, man, just yeah, the fuzzy riffs. Uh, yeah. That feedbacky siren. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that kind of makes it for me. Uh, yeah. I love it. I mean, I just feel like, did couldn't you hear this if they threw in like some like uh, like vibrato or like the the no the uh, if they threw in some vibra slaps, couldn't yeah. that be like a cake song? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, way yeah. That, for the sure. Way that, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. that's. It but, just has. It just has that like. It the has fuzzy that, that night nineties yeah. kind of like you know post punk sort of yeah alt rock. I love it yeah it's it's like yeah that stuff is just straight in my DNA um, yeah but yeah that back the siren just like drives it for me yeah, um, yeah hit me with it. And uh, I, 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 I feel like I'm on the record saying Reese and Dennis's voice voices yeah. together just are just so so great, especially when Reese is singing those high, those yeah. those high harmonies. It's Agreed. Just, it's I just love it. Chef's kiss. Totally. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you have other thoughts? No, no, no. I was just gonna say, like, thematically, it's they're coming home. Not not much else beyond it. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> It's 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 like they're coming home and they're getting this, you know, the praise and everybody's happy right, that they're right, right. Home, but like they're carrying the burden. Yeah, totally. So um and now a little uh little Reese soliloquy. Go ahead. Uh it was September of two thousand five. Since the accident? Well, it's still kind of hard to talk about it. I mean, we were stranded in a... Um, do you know what a geosynchronous orbit is? Yeah, it, uh, it would have been almost impossible if we planned it. But no one could have known you know, that those systems would fail. The guidance system's a third engine. I guess it tested the computers now, and they say it was, uh, it was the third engine. So I want to I want to get to this part here at the end. And Lieutenant Herrig, I mean his family. I still talk to them every now and again. I'm sorry. It, it's just uh, it's sometimes I still miss him. I can't believe he's gone. But it was him. He saved the mission. Yeah. I mean, yeah. metaphor for a band alert, right? <laughs> um, that is not fiction. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, so, okay. Amodramas is the name of this, uh, which is a kind of sparrow. Um, I, I like the like guys at a press conference idea that runs throughout this looking back on what happened after returning, but the like the major culp 
Captain Roper, Lieutenant Herrick thing is funny, like a little yeah. weird um, when it wasn't like explicitly part of the narrative before, but especially when it's even like Major Culp lives in New Jersey now. <laughs> like It's like, <laughs> this is a metaphor for the band. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I really like this whole angle on it. I think it's a cool way to sort of like um, process this trilogy, um, like having their yeah. actual voices and talking about it. So Yep. Can we just talk about um, how shadow producer Jason <laughs> is, texting us is, right now. is uh, uh, sort of beside himself? <laughs> I have because... some hot BST takes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he is, uh, he, he said you're the most cracked out BST critic <laughs> he's ever met in his life. Listen, I likes what I likes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, side <laughs> he's he's still texting. Um, side yeah. B starts after this for me, yeah. um, and I kind of start to lose interest. <laughs> but but so let's uh, let's get to it. Yeah. So this is sort of back to yes. like a usual. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. This is this song's kind of a snoozer. Um, this is like kind of this is the first track on the record that I feel like is like eh. Agreed. Uh, it just it's a it's it falls very flat. It's yeah. it's fields of falling flat. <laughs> yes, the song is called Fields of the Fallen. It doesn't do much for me either. It feels more like what I expected this album to be, which is sort of that late 90s post-grunge pop rock sound. Um, I will say I like the sludgy keys bass line. I think that's cool. Um, yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense that side A is upbeat bangers and side B is slower and sadder. Like, I like that idea thematically as far as, you know, the excitement of returning home, but then returning feeling kind of hollow. Um, but I just don't like the songs as much. Um, and I feel with a lot of these kind of side B tracks, the way that I do about Estrella, where it's like, 
I appreciate the sentiment and I think there's beauty there, especially with the, some of the closing songs, but just if the style just isn't one that does that much for me. Um, yep. I don't know. I, as far as thematically, I feel like there's maybe sort of like a war analogy here. Like he's not going to die like the others. He sees he's going to push on through despite the pain. I think that's kind of the vibe. So anywho. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about uh, this. Moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Always just beneath the dawn. Bleepy bloopy. Bleepy bloopy. Last week is hurting me with sharpened teeth And I am so afraid That something thrown out flippantly But to my heart and very core I may not see you anymore Or something even worse Uh, I like the harmonies that I like when Dennis does that lower harmony. I think that's, he always nails that sort of lower harmony. Um, and I don't know if I've ever heard, um, this might be the first time I've ever heard someone use the word genuflect in a, in a song. (laughs) That's yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's in, uh, a lot. One of those songs, <laughs> genuflect shows some respect. So oh, really? Uh, a thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not my fave, but again, I know it's like this is you know very close to Reese's heart material. So I don't want to just like lay into it. I appreciate the sentiment. You know, it's obviously about his dad dying, um, and. I saw that, um, so there's these lyrics, do you believe I saw your father in a dream? He said that he is safe and well and waiting up for us. Um, so his grand, Reese's grandpa was a Christian, his dad was not. And Reese uh, wrote the song as a way of kind of wrestling through that, I think, um, that he wasn't sure at the end of his life kind of how things were gonna shake out. And he actually had this dream about his grandpa um, visiting him and his uh, i think he said his grandma had the same dream like the same night or something like that um but anyway you know again the thematically like the uh having belief in hope and love and god in the midst of darkness i think that connection is it's pretty clear but yeah just it's uh it's not my favorite yeah it's it's a sad heartbreaking song i mean yeah i don't know i feel like this is one of those songs that if I return to it in a certain time of my life. So there's, so, so just going to be, you know, you know, classic candid Andrew. So we were talking, uh, 
magnetic fields earlier, 69 love songs. Mm-hmm. And so being that I'm in this stage in my life, you know, uh, preparing to, you know, you know, be divorced. Um, there are certain songs that I, especially when listening to 69 love songs that I, having listened to that, some of them for the first time in this, this stage of my life, mm-hmm. they destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. And I, this was like before I started staying with my parents and I was listening to the book of love with tears streaming down my face. And, and so like, I think if there, if certain times in my life, like if I were to revisit a song that like didn't mean something to me at a certain time, like I have not, lost my father i have not lost a grandfather that i was especially close to right. um so i think those are the things like they they reflect everybody's personal life experience and you know i think again i it's just because i can't i can empathize like i i'm an empathetic person and i and this is and i can hear the hear that in the song clearly um yeah but yeah Yeah, i yes i totally get that i yeah and you know it's to jason's point about the light of things hoped for that that hit him so hard and remains such a valued album for him because of the time in his life that he heard it and right right yeah but yeah anyway that seeing your father in a dream. I feel like, I don't know. That's just a, it's just kind of a beautiful, beautiful image. Yeah. All right. Um, song is about <laughs> Superman. Yes. Fortress of Solitude. Hey, Reese, this is Jerry. Uh, I was just calling cause I got your number off the internet and, uh, I saw your MySpace and I'm MySpace. a big Five Iron fan, and I kind of live close by to you. Um, I got your I got your address off the internet too. But um, anyway, you can come over. My mom makes awesome sandwiches, and uh, maybe you can play kickball or something. Give me a call. My number is Smoke, smoke. 
fortress of solitude I'll stay here, I'll make you all believe If my words have for no lightning Never shall I sleep again The chorus is really the only part about that song I like. Agreed. The uh, verses drag yes. and do nothing for me. When the drums come in for Fortress of yeah. the Chorus, it's like, oh, I'm, it's suddenly this is alive. And I do like when those metal guitars come in at the, at the end. I'm into that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't do a ton for me. I will say... Shout out to jesusfreakhideout.com <laughs> for having an interview with Reese about this. And he was kind of saying he was using the Superman imagery as a way to talk about what he was going through trying to make this album where he was like um, having struggles with achieving perfection. And <laughs> apparently he originally had an actual voicemail <laughs> from a kid leaving something similar to that. Yeah, fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> he was like... I didn't want to like actually have the actual kid, but that's Andy <laughs> doing his voice, which is funny. Um, <laughs> but he was basically saying he was using that in there to basically be like, he felt like that time post five iron, like everything was just under a microscope and he didn't want everybody to like keep bugging him and asking about like what comes next and evaluating his stuff. And so he's like, so yeah, he's got this quote here um that he's trying his hardest but ultimately kind of accepting that he doesn't have to be perfect he's like to know that we don't have to be superman heck even captain america but maybe to settle for just being (laughs) spider-man which is funny because he just talked about spider-man with us um just to know that even though life sucks you get up each new day and make tomorrow a better place for somebody else in this world every new day even every new day but i was like yeah that's a pretty good summation of sort of the reese philosophy i think (laughs) yeah Again, this is much to Reese's credit that he is this candid and honest. Yeah, totally. And uh, Reese, um, we know you're listening. And I can't believe I failed to ask you this on the pod because we, I think I texted you about it at one point. Uh, we didn't talk Enneagram. And yeah. I think I'd mentioned that you should take an Enneagram because I'm, I am curious because if he's not a four i'll be shocked if that's he's not I'll a four, that's all i'll say too yeah <laughs> i think i think we'd, we'd we'd talked about this before but like yeah um yeah shout out to my fellow fours uh, um we all hate the ourselves. Sad, all, yeah all the sad <laughs> air horns <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not so much it's not so much an air horn as it is it's the the prices right blessed are the landmines oh shit oh shit <laughs> oh shit <laughs> okay Hella bleeps, hella bloops. Into it.
is my number and three. Yes, <laughs> this is my number three. That's what I thought. <laughs> this you is can't, um, you can't yeah. have you if there's an anti-war <laughs> anthem on here. Yeah, it is calling cool. out the church. Yeah. Oh, I mean. And, Pat Robertson specifically, yes. <laughs> while he, you know, uh, while Reese reads the Beatitudes. Yeah, this, you know. this is some primo Andrew and John shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> this, if I if I had heard this in 2008, I would have been fully erect the whole time. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's like, I mean... This is that he's bringing some of those while wow supplies last style fire uh, lyrics here. I know, I know. It's, it is prescient. It is Reese in top form as like calling out church as a business, being bedfellows with uh, war profiteers, um, you know, ravens with black tongues, calling out evangelicals. Man, it's just hold your hold hold your wallets to the sky. Whew. Yeah. yeah, okay. The chorus, I mean, all of the lyrics are worth reading, especially, like you said, the fact that it just straight up ends with the Beatitudes. Um, but the chorus, this house is burning, this poison still is warming, this temple will cave in, there's nothing here worth saving. That's like, oh man. That <laughs> is, like... <laughs> that is tear yeah. down the yep. American church. Yeah. We got to start was... over. That was 12 years ago. 12 and things years have ago. only gotten so much worse. <laughs> so um, much worse. Yeah. So, okay. It's interesting. Andy did the music for this one. The only one that he's credited with for music. Reese obviously did the lyrics. Um, but yeah, he straight up got Pat Robertson on tape calling for the assassination of Hugo Chavez in 2005 and then saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. assassination but if he thinks we're trying to assassinate him i think we really ought to go ahead and do it it's a whole lot cheaper than starting a war we have the ability to take him out and i think the time has come to Yeah. Fuck you, Pat Robertson. <laughs> Says I don't think any oil shipments will stop. Like it's just yeah, whew. it's just it's the worst, the worst. absolute garbage person. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, just essentially calling for like I just it's it's so it's so baffling to me that the but it's also a beautiful indictment to whisper blessed are the meek blessed are yep. the merciful blessed are the peacemakers while he's calling yep. for oh man yep. it's just so it's it's this is uh, double, <laughs> double double chef's kiss yeah if if you're feeling this just go up and read the lyrics because they're all just gold so yeah anyway yep. spiritual precursor to uh the new five iron album perhaps <laughs> yep yep um I don't know how to pronounce this song. <laughs> Egolius, I believe. All right. <laughs> I'm being promoted to major. Yeah, well, uh, I, I guess. Tell Captain Roper I said congratulations as well. Well, actually, we returned in the escape pod, the Starling, the glorious, still drifting somewhere past Saturn's last moon. Yeah, well, life is good, different, but good. You know, it's, it's good to be home. Exciting, but maybe a little less uh, triumphant. <laughs> of course, uh, you know, they, they really went all out. The ticker tape parade, the president. That even though things didn't go as planned, people still loved us. You know, they didn't care that we failed. 
parents or families were the most excited, the happiest. I don't know this this sort of just reads to me like you know they they went all out even though we failed makes right. me think of you know the band broke up and everybody just loved mm. us even though we were quitting even when they yeah. were seemingly mm. like kind of at their peak and just were only had more opportunity coming their way and they're like well let's just end it and um i don't know that's that's just sort of and that their families were the most kind of yeah Hmm. happy to have them back from you know being being out in the you know whatever i don't know that's just kind of that's just kind of how i see it right stratosphere aka tour bus or whatever yeah yeah no i i i think you're totally right um yeah you know dennis talking about life shifting back to normal and then at the end he says there's always something to hope for just beneath the dawn um and you know maybe that hope uh manifested in in five iron reuniting <laughs> um but uh, I so. yes i should say egolius is a kind of owl <laughs> so so Birds all over this 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 birdie AF. They put yep. a bird on it on this record. They literally put a bird on it because there are birds on the cover. Yeah, there. There are many birds on the cover. <laughs> Begin again. Yes. Rapapapa. <laughs> Time frames moving in slow motion Sifting through, setting in as the smoke clears Consequences marching in rotation I've got a feeling that this is gonna boost I'm pretty sure this is gonna be costly but Sit down, cause there's nothing left to do Hands covering your head and you wish you could start again Fire comes and it burns all the pressure away That that bass line and and yeah. that little reverby. It feels great. very like three eleven to me. <laughs> um, it it I don't know for some reason this is not. I don't know for some reason I have like a PFR vibe. I don't know why yeah, I. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> it just it just sounds it just sounds like a um, yeah from there from their album them i don't know it just it just kind of has a that sort of era of pfr yeah i can see that yeah i, I don't mind this one i don't no i think I it's i think it's a good song yeah it, i like it too especially like you said those with those close harmonies together on the kind of pre-chorus there that just sounds so great um could it could have used a couple more uh perspirations in there but <laughs> yes <laughs> it's definitely reggae jace um <laughs> 
yeah, I think again, it's kind of like exploring the idea of something good coming from trials. So yeah, that's that one. <laughs> yep. Um, now one of the two closing, two closing worship, worship songs. songs. Yep. <laughs> where I was born it seems there is no peace and the very soil we walk upon is filled with tears that never cease and you can trace the scars of hopelessness like sweat upon the backs of all the outcasts and downtrodden water slips through cracks hold on hold tight and I am I think this song easily would have fit on so far from home. This, this is, this is the song on this album that feels the least like it belongs on this record. Yeah. I, yes, I think it would feel more at home there. It does feel like kind of a classic closing worship song. So I could see it being in there regardless of it not sort of hanging together with the rest like I, I i believe they use this song in the five iron dvd it's kind of like the closing one of the closing sort of montage things yeah um yeah i don't know i i feel about I, i'll be really interested to hear what people say about their top threes because we are usually the odd men out when it comes to not the, including the worship songs yeah, the worship songs, which tend to be a lot of people's favorites. Um, you know, uh, what I'll say about both of these, this and Invictus, the the, the last one, um, they're well-constructed, ballady pop songs. I appreciate the way that they're sung and their construction for what they are. It just they just don't do much for me. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't. They don't obviously do yeah. anything for me as well. But I also think at, at six minutes long. The, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to include two, make right. <laughs> the six minute one the last song. Right. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like if this is the last of the trilogy and the last note he's going out on without knowing what the next project is, it's like two closing worship songs. <laughs> um, and they tend to culminate in these sort of emotional driving moments. Like this one has, yeah. lots of noise right before this build up um but yeah. that's yeah your love your mercy your right. 
yeah, him kind of going up on the octave there. That feels very like this yeah. is the final moment of the final song, <laughs> Five Iron Vibe. So, right. Yeah. And I think for people to, to like, yeah, this is the last thing that they would essentially hear for right five years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Invictus. I like this song more than these frail hands. Yeah. Again, I, th- I think they're both pretty, um, especially in this one. So this is Amy uh, Reese's wife on, on the backup vocals and harmonies. And I think it's, uh, especially their voices together, I think are really pretty. Um, yeah. I just, you know, <laughs> it's just not the mode that does much for me, but that line, you know, those lines of, especially when the instruments drop out and it's just them, I think that's pretty powerful. They have the lines, um, Hope unstoppable, sing the morning sun, wake up, O sleeper, the daylight has come. Very obviously, like thematically consistent with where this whole thing is headed. And I do think it's powerful. It's just, um, I need some bleeps and bloops, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you can still write a pretty worship song with some bleeps and bloops. Well, at some point, <laughs> we'll get to what is arguably a closing worship song, a pretty worship song, which is uh, the way that Engine of a Million Plots closes out, which I find satisfying. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that, that is Anti-Meridian. Is Anti-Meridian. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. Ooh. <laughs> Let's just end it this way. Okay. <laughs> so fucking good so good so fucking great uh that's it that's it all right 
Let us know what you think about Anti-Meridian. Very curious to hear those takes. I've already been told I have insane takes about Brave St. Saturn. Um, but let us know at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or review. We will read your review on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 8727-MAGPOD. <laughs> Support us over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. We have some content coming soon, we promise. Uh, get some new merch, some of that hot new swag over at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Original Vinyl, and thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Lurie for our artwork. Well, time is winding down, but only for this episode. We want you to be found enjoying the next episode. Mm-hmm.